All right, welcome back to the I Am There podcast, guys. I'm your host, Freyway, and I'm here with my co-host, Ken Chan. And today, we have two special guests with us. We have Chris Lynn returning for... This is like the third time you've been on a podcast, Chris, so you're a veteran at this point. And we have newcomer Steve Gleason, uh, a duelist I know from New Jersey, who's actually a pretty good duelist. Um, He has... A lot of tops here and there, you know, Steve is one of those guys that I see him topping regionals, a couple ARGs, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. Yeah, Steve has been around really? for a while. The way you said that was like he's not good, though. You're like, he's actually pretty good. Like, you know, he, <laughs> I, he tops here and there. I mean, he, he does top here. What do you want me to say? You know, no one tops everything, all right? Except the cheaters. No one tops everything. But yes, we have we have Steve Gleason and Chris Limifles. And today we're going to be talking about the new Yu-Gi-Oh! ban list, which just dropped today. So this podcast is being recorded on May 17th, 2022. And the ban list just dropped today. You guys will be hearing this, you know, the next day, of course. But this is... One of my favorite. I love I love bandless days. I don't know how you guys feel, but I love these days so much. Uh, so we could just jump right into it because the boomer in me is excited because they unbanned some very boomer cards. <laughs> they unbanned Yadagarasu and Change of Heart, which I have never thought I'd see come back to the game. And apparently, Yadagarasu has been banned for eighteen years, so it is older than a lot of you. Oh, is that true? Eighteen years. Eighteen years. Uh, that's what I've heard. I don't know if that's also- actually true. But if it got banned in two thousand four, that's eighteen years, right? It was banned. Whatever the first ban, like Yada was on the first ban list. So. Yes. Wow. Oh, was it? Yeah, I'm pretty it was. sure it was on the first ban list. Yes. Wow. Was, also, is Time Seal good? Was Was Time Seal ever good? Yes. That's my. So I, I, yes. Yes. Time Seal yes, was, was okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, there yeah. was a Mask of Darkness Time Seal deck that yeah. played. I think it played like Monarchs, like Zaborg and stuff, and it would just constantly flip Mask of Darkness and probably Sukuyomi you or some shit, and time it could time seal you out the Mask game. It had like Desert yeah. Locust and like uh, Death Lakota or whatever. Yeah. It would just and, uh, literally shallow. Shallow grave where you get a card and put it face down. Yep. Oh no! Mask of Darkness had the trap back. Yes. Oh, that no. was the deck. I remember that deck. I just put them on zero cards forever. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So it was a, it was a way to yada lock without yada. Uh, mm-hmm. But now we live in a world where yada is actually legal. So I don't know. I mean, granted, I hope. I hope it becomes the a, the ba- a wrong decision so quick. I hope within three weeks, they're like, yeah, no, this was, this was like, Yada has to get banned again. Like, somebody's like, yeah, no, this isn't real. I think they're, I think it's actually, so my theory on this is that because they did a, a trap and a monster at the same time, it's too hard to figure out if that kind of effect is fair. And they have an, there's a TCG exclusive deck they have in mind that does that, and they're trying to check if it's okay or not. Is there really so, a TCG exclusive? So oh, you that's what I think. That's, that's your what theory. I think. Test in the waters. Yeah, yeah, they're just trying to see if this effect is fine. So if if nothing happens, we're going to get a deck in like a year that has this effect on it. And that's if interesting. If something happens, they'll just they'll just scrap the whole idea. Yeah, <laughs> don't like, do anything. This. this can't be. Yeah, we see nothing about it. All right, so we can start from the top. Uh, Forbidden, we have Mecha Phantom Beast, Aurora Dawn, Prank Kids, Meow Meow Mew, and Preta Plant, Verte, and Akanda. Now, I think the biggest thing on this Forbidden list, the three cards, they're all Link Monsters, first of all. And Anaconda, I've heard so many Yu-Gi-Oh! players bitching and complaining about Anaconda for the last... It has to be over a year by now, right? This card's been yeah. plaguing the community. Yeah, uh, and they're started, right to complain. It started. Yeah, and they're right. Yes, exactly. I have like I would have if I played you guys' game. I would also have been bitching and complaining because I do think Anaconda is nonsense. When Dragoon came out, like that was the card where really for me established that this is too much. Only because when I started coming to my local again, which was in 2021 around June, I believe everyone was just summoning 
Verde Anaconda, making Dragoon, popping people's monsters and killing them in one turn, going second. And like, that just didn't seem okay to me. Like when, it, when a person would go second and just win the game off of one interact, like, oh, I kill you because you gave me a Nibiru token, which I turned into like a Link Spider or some of the second monster and killed you. Like it was, it was crazy because during that format, it was like, all, none of like the quote, I guess like better players really loved playing it. No one loved playing yeah. it. But all of the like people who had just picked up the game were like, wow, Red Eyes Dark, Dark Dragoon is such like an easy thing to throw on the yeah. uh, throw on the board and just win automatically with. And it's and such like, a cool looking card too. And I think that's what kind of like honestly, you gotta remember, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! players are still nerds at the end of the day. Shout out to you guys. And people like summoning cool looking cards. Like people have this fucking hard on still for uh what's the what's the one Draco do, Masterpiece? They yeah. people, people <laughs> oh, love that guy. And it's love just like people see, see? look at that. It's cause he looks what? cool though. He looks cool as shit. No, he's so I don't know. The deck is just well designed, I think. You think is like the cool part of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's not so much masterpiece for me. It's just like I like heritage. I like uh you know, all the true Draco spells and traps are just Yeah, they they actually are very, very cool. And they're very like the deck pretty much when I saw it play, it was good going second, not so much first. Like it could do stuff going first, but it's way better going second when you just pop all your opponents shit. Yeah, when you just throw an Ignis into their board and it's like, I'm gonna drop three at the end of this. Yeah. I'm tributing my back rows for monsters. Like what are what are you what are you even going to do but yeah so anaconda is gone how do you how do you guys chris and steve how do you feel about anaconda being gone because we got soundtracked a little bit it's a relief for me because it's it's such a crazy thing that when you had to look at like so many decks that were that are viable only because of verte and then there's always a percentage of games that you'll lose just because you needed to draw one more real card and it was a dasher or a celestial yeah and it's just like for me just the way it worked deck building was like it's like oh there's like you there are certain like probabilities that are just out of your control now. So yeah. I I do. You said something interesting there. You said that there were a lot of decks that would just kind of play Verde Anaconda to basically summon back in the day Dragoon and now DPE, uh, which kind of created. And it's weird. This is gonna. This is like ambivalent in a way, but. On one hand, it created versatility because people will play all these different decks and they were all kind of viable, like you said, because they could just go into Verde Anaconda at the at worst. Like at worst, yeah. if my fucking virtual world deck doesn't do anything, it can just go into Anaconda and summon a DPE. And that's still a broken well, ass setup. That one, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, what'd you say? <laughs> maybe not that deck, but yes. Okay. Because that one locks you out. Okay, yeah. that one locks you out. All right. So one of the other <laughs> see this is how much I don't know about current Yu-Gi-Oh! Like every every other so like Drytron, I'll say. Drytron could just That's go right, in, yeah. Drytron yeah. could just go into Anaconda, like, oh my Drytron combo didn't go through. I'll just fucking summon DPE and like hopefully that rides out. And a lot of times that can actually be enough. Um mm-hmm. but now that now that it's gone, there's not going to be as much versatility because a lot of those decks probably can't function anymore without the freebie of anaconda would you say were they ver- but were they versatile to be like if they all just summon the, the same card anyway yeah then it wasn't versatile that's, to begin with so that's why i was saying like it's kind of ambivalent it's kind of paradoxical because it's versatility in a sense that yes your deck is playing virtual world or drytron or tri brigade or bird up or whatever the fuck you're doing right but then it's not versatile because you're all just summoning the exact same thing yeah with minor adjustments like although bro, i will say well, I just want to say that, like, this isn't... Cards have been as powerful as Verte before. That's There's been Link monsters as powerful as Verte even before this one. Like, Danglong could be considered the same problem again. Dang, this long. There, there's so many... <laughs> there's so many There's so many instances of a generic card being absolutely outrageous and, like, changing the decks that synergize with it better. But the difference that Verte has over all of them 
is like the same that one the, the same one that Brilliant Fusion had, which is that the power is a trade-off for having a terrible deck. And not only is it a terrible <laughs> deck, when your opponent makes Verte with their last two cards, they're literally saying to you, guess what? I didn't open either of them. Because the whole time you're like, it's like, I literally very often will think, oh, my opponent like sent a he searched like 50 different cards from his deck. He used like all six cards in his hand and he only has two left. There's no way he runs Verte because he would have drawn one at that point. Right. And then he just happened to not. And that's, I think that's the worst part out of the whole thing is that like we've had cards this good before, but none of them ruined the tournament experience in that way. Where like every time they make a Verte, you know they hit a probability that you they other cards didn't make them hit. You know that, that if it was you, you wouldn't hit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's so frustrating. It's just like why? Why are you playing? And like, friends never hit after they come yeah, up to you after yeah. they lost. Why'd you make a card that only works eighty percent of the time? And only and for your that, opponent. Yeah, and only for your opponent when they could have just made a powerful card that works hundred percent of the time because that's a kind of card that exists in Yu Gi Oh. So, like Verte could have just been good, but it's not only good; it's also bad half, like twenty percent of the time. So the thing I have to ask you guys is, how do you feel about Fusion Destiny? Where does Fusion Destiny sit in the format now that it's kind of awkward because there's two Fusion Destinies, if I'm not mistaken, and then there's Celestia and Dasher. So you would have yeah. to play that full package, which is really awkward to me because you don't want to draw the Celestia and the Dasher, but you have the same number of those as you do Fusion Destinies, right? Like, theoretically, is the yeah. same thing. And then you don't have the easy access to an extra deck card, which is always accessible, right? Like, Verde Anaconda, the broken part about it, every deck can access it at any point with two monsters. Um, but now that's not a thing. So do you, think, do you think that any deck will, outside of Heroes, do you think any deck will actually play Fusion Destiny? Is it still that broken of a card to play? So without any inherent, like, synergies to the rest of the deck, I kind of think not. Uh, there are a few decks that like have adjacent synergies. So like Despia, for instance, could probably just play it anyway because you can discard the uh, like the pieces and then shuffle them back into your deck to uh, keep sure. the Fusion Destiny alive. Sure. And then like Predaplant, which has new cards coming out, right? Like can just search summon Orphus Scorpio and then uh, what's Darlington Cobra, right? And then just search Fusion Destiny straight from your deck. Make it sure. So okay, so yeah. there is a there's a card that searches Fusion Destiny. Yeah, yeah so there always yeah. will be. There's always going to be. A, there's too many different cards that search. Like there's like Synchro Fusionist and like there's yeah. the card pool is massive, right? Anything is still possible, but it's not easy anymore. Okay. And you you have to choose to do it. It's just it's just you make your deck a little worse each time when you go in those directions. It's like yeah. it's it's the trade off each time. Yeah. Okay. So also that... there's there's still there's still three red eyes fusions. If you're going to do that, it's very hard to imagine you wouldn't do that first. There's there's more, right? There's insight. So even yeah, still, so you like can run six yeah. red eyes fusions. Yeah. So why would you ever choose one over the other when they're effectively doing the same thing for you as a card? Okay. Right. They fill the same uh, deck building slots, so one of them is just in, in for instance, like a control deck, right? Like Outlitch or something, or Guru. The decks that kind of needed to draw Fusion Destiny. There are decks, yeah, like that's true. Sub Terror and like Outlitch were already running Fusion Destiny, but never making Verte to begin with. Um, so yeah, I guess the other thing about Fusion Destiny is that it gives you a draw too, which is really broken. It's something that the Red Eyes Fusion does not do. Uh, but again, I I kind of see where you're coming from, Steve, when you say that like it, realistically, the decks probably won't play it still um, just because if there's not natural synergy like Despia has, but the other decks that used to just spam Verde Anaconda when things went wrong or, or right, depending on what they were doing, they were trying to life lock you, things went correctly when they summoned Anaconda and it went through. So, uh, And then I guess this also, does this cut down on Scythe? I saw Jeff write a funny post on Facebook, uh, Jeff Jones. He said something about, I can't wait for my opponent to summon Dagda and Scythe me. Like, yeah so i guess wonder magician yes. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it still happened yeah. it can still happen yeah uh 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I I think that I think Scythe is going to be bad fast. It's going to become bad really fast because even just Sanctum. <laughs> yeah. Even, even I just Sanctum. Sanctum. But like, or I think that Scythe will not be a. I will not be playing Scythe. I don't think there's anything that can right. make me play. Scythe. The interesting thing is that Scythe already wasn't good for the last yeah. fucking six months or so because everyone thought Scythe was the problem with the format for uh, there was like a month where everyone was like freaking out about Scythe this is when Tribe uh, not Tribe this is when Sword Soul was really big and this is when yeah. PK Brave was about to come out and everyone thought that PK Brave was going to be the best deck when I say PK I'm talking about Phantom Knight this is yeah. when everyone assumed that the Japanese deck was going to take over the format it was going to be the best deck ever and then it just flopped it fucking completely yeah. flopped I don't think it did well at all I think it may have won one tournament it was like a PPG was it PPG? Yeah. Yeah. The release weekend and that was it yes release weekend it won like a ppg uh shout out to the winner of that but other than that i don't think that the deck did anything after that it immediately just fell from grace and scythe locking became bad and i'm not exactly sure why because I, I don't follow modern that closely uh, uh it was well, still... the same as... oh yeah yeah no i mean like scythe locking was still good it's like the concept of doing it was still good it was just that the pk deck became the not efficient way of doing it because yeah. there were too many moving parts in the PK deck where like you really just want to draw like five PK cards in order for it to work. And then you have no like no like um versatility in your in your main deck as yeah. far as like answering your opponent's cards. There was but, also an issue with the scythe lock where like it's too it's too easy and too prevalent, but it doesn't beat everything. So then the only decks that are even in the tournament are the ones that it doesn't beat in the first place. So you had yeah. this issue where like the deck was like being like even if it was being like four out of ten existing decks, and there were like a hundred decks at the time, so that's not even the real number, but like it only beats some of the decks. And then so then you just would choose not to play those if you were reasonable. Right. And then so like every tournament, a lot of people would lose to a Scythlock during the tournament, but none of those people would make it up there because like you're eventually your Scythlock would just not beat someone. Yeah, you run into like, a Flunderies player or something. Yeah. Or, I was gonna it, ask. Does the adventure package actually? So if you scyphlock me, right? I'm going second. You went first. You do your scyphlock combo. Does the adventure package? Does that kind of counter it at all, or like kind of help you to survive? Yeah, yeah. it does. And I, if you didn't use your DPE to to trigger your scythe, yeah, then you beat it. But if you did use your DPE to trigger your scythe, then yeah, you lose. So the adventure package just. Okay, so that's interesting. So it created dynamics there. So it wasn't just brain dead, scythe lock, and it's always game. Like there were hands that obviously could play out of it, which is good. Yeah, 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 of course. And it got it pretty quickly. The reason why you stopped seeing it is because it pretty quickly got to the point where like you might as well not run it because everyone was getting scythe locked implicitly. Like because we were only playing decks that can't that don't lose to scythe in the first place. Yes, everyone entering the tournament is implicitly scythe locked anyways. So in a sense, it's still warping the format, even though none of us are doing it. I get exactly what you mean. The fear of yeah. it is, the fear of it killed it essentially. Yeah, like it made it not viable because everyone's prepared for that. It's kind of the same yeah. thing that happened with Dragoon. I remember during the last like last year summer, twenty twenty one summer, right? Dragoon was an insane card, but at the same time. Everyone was already main decking so many cards for Dragoon, so it never, like you said, Gleesa mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but uh, the good players never really just went for like a Dragoon and prayed that that was yeah. going to be the end of the game. And the bad players would just go summon Dragoon, hope that it rides out, and then they get like triple tactics talent or, you know, something happened to the Dragoon that just trivialized I think, it. I think the best thing that Dragoon did that for him, or like people, Best thing people did with Dragoon in that format was they were playing it in Drytron. I think every other deck that like tried to play Dragoon did not do it as efficiently. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right, so that's that's all on just Verte and Econ yeah. because that car warped the game for so long, and I just heard I so have, many. Uh, I, sorry, I have one more point on Verte okay, that I think ahead, is please. is is just is just to mourn it a little. 
is that I, th- I do think, like, to your point, or, or someone's point, I'm sorry, <laughs> earlier, that Verte created a lot of, like, uh, a cool trend in Yu-Gi-Oh! where you're able to play these kinds of mishmash strategies. Yes. Uh, where in the past we've been, like, for the past, I don't know, 10 years almost, it feels like, of Yu-Gi-Oh! It's been all archetype-based, right? Like, yep. almost like, I'm playing an archetype, this is my deck, Konami made it for me, I have 30 cards. Yes. And then I just I choose 10 for <laughs> for whatever everyone else is doing. And Verte did make it so, like, like the Cybers Eldritch strategy, right? Like, combines, like, three different things and, like, uh, you know, the three-axis thing that people were doing where you play Sangin and you play Arborea. Like, like that's all very creative, and it's cool that Verte was able to do that. Yeah, so it um, enabled so, a lot of decks is what you're saying. Yeah, so so for that aspect, I'll be more, because I do miss, like, Versus people being able to make a mishmash deck, you know what I mean? Instead of, like, oh, this is my 30-card, or this is the deck Konami handed me. Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting. Like like Kenny said earlier, it's weird. It's versatile, but it's also not versatile. Everyone's doing yeah, the same it's thing. a little toxic. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. we're all summoning Verte Anaconda at the end of the day, but I'm just playing this build of cards that does it. But we're yeah. all doing well, the same thing. Well, I will thing. say, also to what Steve was saying, just that, like, I think the difference in how you get there is actually relevant. It is. It's like the reason why I believe Neftibus is the most dangerous card in the entire game forever, because it's the only... Oh, shit. Neftibus searches a card. If you activate Neftibus for cost, you send Dragoons, right? And the Dragoons can add a tuner that specials itself, or can add something that discards the Dragoons that you search with the Neftibus to look at their hand, banish a card, all before you do anything, and then summon the tuner. So the difference is that if they Valor, there's nothing that stops you. Neptibus is the only starter card that doesn't get stopped by anything. The only problem, obviously, <laughs> is that it doesn't go anywhere. But the moment that that combo goes anywhere, we're in trouble. And it's every other starter card in the game, you can just Valor and it's over. You can Ash it, it's over. I love not, Chris. Not that one. I love Never Chris then, guys, one. because he is a Yu-Gi-Oh! scientist. And he just knows every FTK and OTK and ridiculous combos for years. I, I really don't. I, I think people, lately people start, other people started liking it. And like people are posting stuff on YouTube. I'm like, that's crazy. I've that's that's freaking awesome. You love. I'm very glad other people like it too. You love your ridiculously long combos, Chris. And yeah, it's awesome. Your spreadsheets and all that shit. So I'm not surprised that you know that Neftibus is the most dangerous card in all of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, until they make another one that like four cost looks at their hand, right? Because yeah. that's really that's it. If you only pay attention to how you get to the combo and not the combo itself, that's the only one. Yeah, that, that's that dangerous. So it's a unique card. Yeah, I mean that's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I like that it enabled decks as well. The only other time that I think Yu-Gi-Oh had a not archetype deck, right? It was 2014 Hat Cat Fat. Yeah, that was like a homebrew deck for real. That was just you take some hands, you take some trap tricks, you take, you know, some artifacts, right? And then you either put Fire Fist or you put Curry Banded or you put you know whatever, and you made your deck. It was like a mishmash of cards, um, and you just chose how you wanted to play it. But it wasn't an archetype per se. You weren't playing Necros or BA or Satellar Knights or Shadal, uh, yeah. whatever. So that was like one of the only times in the last ten years that I could think of. Immediately when you said it, I was like, "Oh, 2014." I remember that was like the one deck that was really good that wasn't an archetype. Like that deck actually took five out of six spots of that that Nationals. I think. Yeah. I think it was Inferno and five. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's insane that that deck was that good. I actually had an argument during that time with Robert Boyajin about fat and cat and hat and all that stuff being like right before nationals, we had an argument in a hotel room about that deck being good enough. Cause he just thought it wasn't a good deck. And I was like, 
You play oh. Gear Gear. You think Gear Gear is good, but I think Gear oh, Gear he was playing Gear Gear when he said that. I was like, I think Gear Gear is Cyphus just destroyed you, so yes. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think Gear Gear is fucking terrible because water existed also. Yeah, so, right, Marksman. So I was like, I think I was like, I think we've seen enough. I'm pretty sure this might have been after the one ARG where Hoban played against Bowden in the finals, and it was like a fire fist versus water, and it was just uh, it was just absolute creamery. Like it wasn't even close. Like water just curb stomped. The fucking fire fist deck. So to me, I would never be playing like a deck that sets monsters or whatever. Um, because water beats it and then also fire fist net, like tanky for bear is literally your whole strategy falls apart. And so we talked about and then it ended up taking five out of six spots at the actual nationals. And I end up, you know, I topped that nationals as well. Uh, with say, playing hat or cat or whatever it was. Can I, I say that I feel as though I feel as though Fire Fist became the new Glad Beast? Or the second Glad Beast, and that I feel like every format after Fire Fist, people were saying Fire Fist are going to be playable. Again. <laughs> Not wrong. Like, I feel because like people I said always right say, like, "Oh, I play Fire Fist again." Yeah, people. I said that after Satellite Night too. <laughs> it was really? like, "Oh, Satellite Night." Yeah, like the format after Satellite Night. I was like, "Man, this deck like one day someone's just going to pick this up again. It'll be nice." <laughs> and of course, no, that hasn't happened. But I'm sure it will. <laughs> they have they the even power tried to. Yeah, yeah, they, they had the power creep at this point. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because this well, they already did summons. once. The first time we got power creep, they had to ban all the cards. They power creeped for it. They it do? was just they were they <laughs> just made, yeah they made Talavias. <laughs> they made us they made one of those cards that's like too good. That okay, but hold on. hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not really. Yeah, yeah. Talamaeus wasn't good in Satellite as good as it was. Yeah, every other deck. I hate. Okay, I was gonna. I just want to get my rocks off real quick about this. I hate when Konami makes a generic, broken ass extra deck card that is. It's. It has the name of an archetype, but every other deck uses it better than the fucking archetype. That yeah. grinds my gears. I hate it so much. Like Predator Plant Verte Anaconda. Yes, it's not used in Predator Plants at all. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Mecha which Phantom is also now. Uh, which Trishula also is of the ice barrier. Dra- yes. Brianna, yeah. Dragon of the Ice Barrier. Like ice Every barriers. Time. Do Lauren Christian Halky Fibrax? Yeah, I don't even know it was a Christron. That's how bad that one is. <laughs> that card is so fucked up. I think Christrons <laughs> legitimately don't play that card. I think if you're playing Christron, the only viable way to play it doesn't include a Halky. I hate I'm pretty this. sure. It is one of my biggest gripes in Yu-Gi-Oh. Whenever <laughs> an extra deck monster is so generic and it has an archetype's name in its own name. And it's not mm. even used as well by its actual deck. Like Brionic and Trishula are so outrageous in every other deck. <laughs> Speaking of Trishula, that card's at three. Yeah. How do we feel about three Trishulas coming back? Because I remember the last time Trishula was at three, there were hand loop decks. And I don't know if yeah. that's going to become a thing again. I just think that like since then, there's been too many hand traps that are printed. That is correct. Like I, I really think that like at this point, like FTKs are cool and all, but like if they have to find their moment and hand loops, you know, they have to find a moment where hand traps are rotated, rotated out of the format and like to be able to be that good again. Cause it, like the second, like there's just too many, I think. Yeah. So too many hand traps. Gamma, Nibiru, uh, I think that those two shut down any resummoning Trisha over and over and over again. Like Nibiru will stop yeah. you. Uh, Gamma will definitely stop you. Impermanence probably stops you if you do it at the right time. Yeah. Um, and depending on what kind of deck it is, like Ash Blossom is always, you know, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot more hand traps than there's ever been. Veiler has also been played. But correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the branded Despia decks that have been doing well, do they play a lot of hand traps? Uh, recently, it's been either three Ash or zero. 
Yeah, so they actually, yeah. this is, uh, I'm only asking because you said that, like, if you find the time when people aren't playing yeah. a lot of hand traps, so, <laughs> yeah. so it, it's just kind of like, <laughs> it's the time. It's yeah. Yeah. The, time. the time is now. So this is a hint for YCS Hartford coming up next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's weird because, like, it's not like, sometimes it's because hand traps aren't good against yes. the deck, yes. right? But there's no deck that hand traps are bad against it's just that a lot of decks have better options than hand traps in the first place yeah but like you know the last deck that i played in a tournament had like 27 hand traps yeah literally only hand traps traps. so like you can still just show up with only hand traps that'll happen like people show up with only hand traps (laughs) <laughs> you can show up with literally only Andras. My favorite kinds of decks too. I've been playing Death Bear, but that deck was very anyway. fun. Wait, wait. Yeah. Half the decks. What happened? Just, like, half the decks with twenty hand traps anyway. Oh yeah. yeah. It's been less popular recently, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been playing Despia recently, but Chris's deck, like uh, right before Despia came out, was was what I was playing. Well, I had Red Rose in it, but still. <laughs> yeah, it's just like twenty, like just twenty hand yeah, traps, two fair pays, to die. <laughs> Very no, fun. It was very fun. I do like that Verte enabled you to fucking use your shitty hand traps that you drew. Mm-hmm. And just, you know what I mean? I've seen many people. It's a stupid concept. I remember seeing people have nothing and they top deck Ash Blossom and they're like, and I'm like, oh, he's dead. And then he goes, summon <laughs> it and make Verte in a time. I walked him to the end. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, I thought you I thought you lost. You drew a hand trap oh, after the fact. Yeah. And you actually won because of it. I like that card, Small World, what it does with hand traps. Like, you can use Small World. Yeah, you turn into anything. Yeah, Small World's really cool. So Xavier wrote a really funny post this morning and saying, I cannot wait to search Yadagarasa with Small World. <laughs> <laughs> no! And I was like, because I was going to make a post. It's funny. He got me before I could even say it. I was going to make a post saying... uh, is there a way to search Yadagarasu easily? <laughs> and I forgot that Small World makes where every card in the game is searchable now. Every monster in the yeah. game is searchable. So, yeah, Yadagarasu. When, Yada, when I saw Yada release, the first thing I thought of was, oh my god, it's a bird. Can Rubina search it? And I was like, oh, it's a fiend. <laughs> so like, yeah, oh, thank god it's, a it's a fiend. Thank goodness yeah, it's a fiend. It's a fiend. <laughs> like, it doesn't look like a fiend. It looks like a bird. It doesn't look like a fiend. Oh, <laughs> if shit. If it was a winged beast, I was ready to go on suicide. Can you imagine if it would be attack? Yo, that's nuts. But on the note of Yada, though, when you think, like, it's broken, but is it broken anymore? Because, like, it's no, only good it's on not. turn no, two. No, no. Like, it's only good it's on turn not. two. You can only the same thing with time seal. Yeah, but I I will say like for both of those cards, I'm too scared to say 100 percent it's bad. Right, right. I'm it, not willing to say it. I'm yeah, not, I don't want to. I wouldn't bet money on it. I don't want to have to eat my yeah, words, yeah, yeah. but I do think that Yada. I'm still a little more potential. Just a I, little though. I think that I think that out of all of them, at best, Change of Heart has the most potential. I think oh well, yeah. I think because yeah, 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 yeah. like even though Triple Tactics Talents does exist, right, and it does do Change of Heart plus more, uh, you can attack. Like you can change a heart and attack immediately, which is, I think there is merit to that. Um, and a lot of people are just kind of discarding change a heart as though it's not good at all. Oh, are they? Yeah, I'm gonna decide it. I'm running. I'm running change of heart. Deck choice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. can't make me not run it somewhere. Yeah. I wouldn't make it, but yeah. Triple talent still has requirements. It does. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I think that out of the three cards they unbanned, which is time seal, yada, and change a heart, those are the unbanned, right? I think out of the three. Um, Change of Heart has the most potential. Oh, there's one more. Oh, wait, is there? <laughs> there's one more. It's Monkey Board. But that one's for a different conversation. Oh, God. I didn't know that Monkey Board was banned this <laughs> Monkey Board. They put Monkey Board in one. Oh, Monkey Board. It- Monkey Board needed to be banned this That might have been like one of my last Yu-Gi-Oh! Top. I got third at YCS Atlanta in 2016 with Monkey Board, and I quit. Like, oh, I, really? top pretty much. I top that one, too. 
Yeah. Oh, well, you were obviously there was only two monarch decks, one yeah. Cosmo deck, and then probably the rest of us, the thirty-one, the 30, 29 of us were playing fucking. I probably empathize with this story. It was like round ten, and I was X two, like right, like sweating, and I bricked right. I opened like all three plush fires. I put like a plush fire in the scale, and I set one. And I just prayed right, and my opponent goes normal summon Cosmo Farm Girl. Oh, you were so happy. It's me. <laughs> so in top four, after I lost top four, I had to play off for the prize card, the Minerva. And I had to play against a Cosmo Duelist, which I didn't know. I don't think I knew at the time he was playing Cosmo. I was just so annoyed that I lost in top four because I was about to win two YCS Atlantas, which would have been sick. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, all right, I got to play this guy. I don't really know him. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm just going to play him. I assume he's just playing the same deck as everyone else. And I think I won the die roll. I opened up full combo and then I was playing the Ariadne build. Yeah. So my tournament was very easy. I went X1, I'm pretty sure, in Swiss. Like, my tournament was extremely streamlined. I also won a lot of die rolls. So I'm not going to act like... Like, my deck was really good, but my deck was really good going first. It was good going second, too, because I played Strike. But, like, going first with Ariadne is just game. Like, it's just yeah. 100%. I don't think I dropped a single game one where I, like, got to go first. Anyways, I play against him. I go first. I do my full combo. I summon Infinity. I think I have Rephlesia. Solemn Strikes. It's a feature match, I'm pretty sure, so it's, like, readable. But I do the full combo, and, like, he loses. Game two, he beats me. And, oh, oh I'm sorry. I have this all fucked up. He wins game one. He actually, he actually goes first. He goes, like, 10-can, I think, Cosmojo, and he, like, destroys me. Like, I don't even get to play game one. I, like, try to do something, and he just, my hand's not even that good. Yeah, my hand's not that good, and he destroys me game one. I win game two immediately because I get to go first. Here we go. Game three, we're side-decking. And as we're side-decking, I'm like, okay, like, I'm going second again, game three. Like, what am I going to do? So I side, get my side-deck ready, and I'm like, alright, I'm shuffling my deck, and he's staring at me. And I'm looking at this fucking guy like, all right, like, what's going on? Like, why is he looking at me all awkward? And he says, you go first. And I was like, in top so, four. So hold on. This is for a thousand dollars at the time. I never was a thousand dollars. This is for a thousand dollars. This is, this, oh this game that we are God. about to play is for a thousand dollars cash money. No question. So I yeah. look over at the guy who's writing the feature match and I look over at the judge and I said, can you repeat that? And he's like, you go first. And I was like, y'all heard him, right? <laughs> and they start laughing like they start, and like the people so watching are just like laughing and i'm like okay so i give him my deck and i take his deck i cut it i'm fucking excited i'm like holy shit i just want a thousand dollars i draw my opening hand i do full ariadne combo wavering eyes all the all the fixings i end up with like triple strike all the fixings yeah, chaos trap hole. Because that for a reason. Yes, yeah. I had like chaos trap hole, triple strike set. Was uh, it fourth one at the time, right? Yeah, cyber dragon infinity, uh, a full hand pass, and he's just like summon ten can, and I just started laughing. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna be honest with you, that's fine. Like I didn't even chaos. I was like, I'm just like that's fine, and I just went, uh, and I won a thousand. It was it, it was honestly. Oh, you easiest. did win. Oh yeah, it was it was not even oh. close. What, what was he freaking doing? What was he even trying to do? Chris, no one knows. I went no first, knows. and I no fucking knows. ended with four counter traps, Cyber Dragon Infinity, and a full hand. He's playing Cosmo. Like, what could he possibly have done? I have no idea. They can't beat the regular board. He, yes. Not even the yeah. Hyundai board. They can't. They definitely can't. Wanted to go home. Wow. He did. <laughs> he, he also wanted to donate a thousand dollars to the Fraser Smith Charity Fund. That's so, crazy. Yeah. That's a crazy story. Yes, and I immediately well, sold that. Minerva. He got there to begin with. Yes, with I sold. <laughs> I sold that Minerva immediately for nine hundred and fifty dollars, and I was extremely happy. So that was 
That was my third place YCS Atlanta. Almost the time I almost won two YCS Atlantas. But anyway, I digress. Let's get back on track. So they they also banned Prank Kids Meow Meow Mew, which a lot of people are saying that is just the end of Prank Kids at that point. Do you guys agree? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Competitive for sure. Problem again. It could be good again, but it'll never be a problem again. Right. It'll be fair. Okay. All right. That's fair yeah. enough. We can we can move right on from that. Prank yeah. kids is dead. You heard it here first and I'm their podcast. Prove us wrong. <laughs> I think otherwise. Anyways, Mecha Phantom Beast Aurora Dom is now banned. You guys know more about this card than I do. I actually have no idea what this means for the format. Uh, same as Verte. Same card as Verte. It is a yeah, it's a similar card. I wouldn't say it's the same, but yeah, it is similar. Uh, I think it's. I, I'm. I'm glad it's it. It yeah. being there means a lot of like the jet synchron and what's it? What's the other card? Uh, Olion. Olion. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like those cards are not nearly as crazy. Like I'm. I know they took jet synchron off. They're probably hesitant to take off uh, Olion. But like, there's a lot of cards on. Like Fibrax is really what's causing all of this. Honestly, like Aurorodon could be legal if they banned Fibrax. Same with all the jet synchron and like yeah. Olion. So they're doing that thing again where they refuse to touch the actual problem. What you're saying is Hawk yeah. Fibrax. Well, for I think sure, in this yeah. case it's a little different because the Fibrax I think is good for the game overall. I think Fibrax it's, it's more fun, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game is more enjoyable because Fibrax is in it. Yeah. It's it's a card that like it doesn't take you too far away from your original strategy, even though it is a Chris Ron card. Like whatever deck you're playing it in, you're still playing that deck after you use Fibrax. Like it, it still does like all it's kind of just a good connector between different halves of a lot of decks. Whereas the Aurora Dawn kind of made it Aurodon made it so that every time he did Fabrax, he's like, well, I might as well do Aurodon because it's just too much anyway. Right, because it's, it's too it, good. Yeah. That reminds me of Tell that format. It's like every time you would make a six star synchro, it's going to be Go Your Guardian every single time because yeah. there's like, okay, Gaia Knight exists, but like, why would I ever summon anything else? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. You're, you're basically saying it's like, like, why would I not summon Aurodon when I do Haka Fabrax? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But now you can just summon Fibrax and play it as Fibrax, and that's not terrible. It's honestly. also like a small nerf to like, well, I wouldn't say a small, I guess. A medium nerf to Sword Soul, where like your your Hauk follow up, like I can't normal Ash and turn it into a Sword Soul monster anymore. Okay, so that is yeah, that is which Auroradon yeah. does. So Sword Soul took a hit too there. Yeah, it's it's a it's a smallish hit though because they also gave them back Pod Desires, and when you play uh, Hauk and Sword Soul anyway, you have to play Desk Bot. So you're it's really funny that it's like okay, take a brick out of your deck and put in Pod of Desires is what they told you with this. Yeah, and I'm like okay, sure, <laughs> like yeah. I'm happy to. <laughs> and I had people say that the the correct amount of Pod of Desires to play anyway was two. So like this is actually just I've, listen, <laughs> I am not. I am not an expert. I don't want to get it. I, this, is yeah, that, this is something that I've seen on Facebook by a player whose name rise with Salman Kahan. Yeah, and, I saw the same post. And, uh, let's, just, let's just say that he was saying that, oh, they put this card to the correct number that you should have been playing anyway. And then it was a whole debate on his status about it. Uh, but I... I have no fight in that horse. You know, I have no horse in that race. So whatever. Yeah. All I know about Calvin Tahan is that regardless of the actual strength of his opinion, he will he will defend it with the same amount of strength. If that's yes. you know, yeah. so that's all I'll say. Whether I agree against the wall, right? It's no yeah. point in even trying. Uh, all right, so Jet Synchron is at one, and Christian Halka Firebrax actually is at one. Does it mean anything that Halka Firebrax is at one? Yes, it does. Yeah. Okay. Without yeah, Aurora, sure. it turns into a regular card. And as a regular card, you want a second one. <laughs> as a the... regular card, it's extremely good. Like, yeah, just yeah. the TG Wonder Magician thing is like, like that by itself is already really good, right? And then, like, the second one can summon Riser. The second one can, uh, like, like 
go into like the red rose land right like that's what it was before is like your first hauk would summon red rose and your second one would summon desk bot and now i have two different lines off of the same card depending okay. on what happens so they and, did they did a good thing about putting it at one year okay. yeah it was a, yeah. it was like a one form they normally this would have happened on the next ban list they they got ahead of this one somehow okay it's like also there is a, there was an ocg format that was that was very heavily dominated by yeah, the, it was uh, by zephra yeah, in Zeph- pure Halchi Fibrax deck. OCG format had like a weird time where everyone was just like, all right, I'm going to make a Yazi, I'm going to make a Needle Fibrax, or Halchi Fibrax, and yeah. it's just going to sit there and have a counter trap, and it's like, this is really good, like, you can't deal with the, like, the one edition pop a card and then I synchro with it, it's like, oh, that is just really good as a mid-range card, versus yeah. like as a combo card. Do yeah. you guys play Master Duel at all? Yes. Yeah. Is yeah. Halchi Fibrax legal in Master Duel? Yeah, it's at one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's at one in Master Duel. OCG's yeah. always had it at one also. Ever since mm-hmm. they had that deck that was just running like two Halchi Fibraxes. I think it had three at one point too. Yeah, they were running yeah, they just, some of them every turn. Yep. Every turn you summon one, you summon a Ghost Ogre off of it. On their turn, you just use Ghost Ogre because Ghost Ogre is a hand trap from the field too. And then you just banish the Halchi, summon a Synchro Tuner for your extra deck. It does yeah. anything at all. Yeah, and the next turn you just draw a card. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's already free. And then next turn, you just do it again. You just keep doing that. Every turn, say, like, what are you going to do? And you're holding just it. It's, just advantage. Right yeah. it's really yeah. nice, like, especially there, because of Maxi, right? It's like, all right, e- each time I'm trading only one card, it's like, all right, I'll make a new fiber. It's like, Maxi, I'm like, okay, Ghost Ogre, go. On your turn, <laughs> you're like, Maxi me again, all right, whatever. Be like, Formula Synchron, draw a card. Oh, look, I drew Maxi. You look at my hero. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting mid-range card that has so many top-end uses that its mid-range self never shines at all. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. they finally created a ban list where it shines, and they immediately put it at one. <laughs> so... Kenny, do you do you? Uh, I know you play Master Duel sometimes. Do you ever use Hawker Firebrax? Not in the deck that I play, because the deck that I play doesn't really run it. Yeah, um, but you but played against it enough, I guess. I've played against it a bunch, and because most of my knowledge for modern Yu-Gi-Oh is Master Duel, yeah. I just assumed it was, I, I just assumed it was at one in TCG anyway. I can't believe it mm. wasn't at one. That card, <laughs> yeah. that card is absurd. Yeah, well, it's weird too because if you play the mid-range version of that deck where you want to use Halchi that way, you almost need a second one because it forces your deck composition to be so low that if you don't have a second yeah. one, you can't do anything with the follow-up anyways. So yeah. like. It is actually a deck hit to put it at one. There's like a deck that doesn't exist because of that. Okay. Yeah, so they're doing stuff. There's a... I don't know what that deck looks like, but... Yeah, yeah, we, well, we never found out. There are a we'll lot of hits out. on this ban Yeah, there list. are. This is a big ban list, even though effectively... like, I, I, it, This ban list does accomplish something. It's not like it, this is a ban list... Because we've seen ineffective ones during the pandemic. There's been ban lists that yes. have done absolutely fucking nothing. And it's something like uh, I thought of like when I was thinking of comments for this, is that... This ban list really feels like it was made by someone who plays the game. Okay. Like, and like, actually, like, and like, likes Yu Gi Oh! Do you know what I mean? Where like, you can feel like some other ban list is just like, oh, you wanted a ban list, here you go. And it's like, all right, well, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, we don't care. Yeah. But like, this list seems like it was made by like, like, with a lot of intent. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah. That's one of the things that I, uh, that's funny. I was thinking about this today as I was showering, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh players and showering. But as I was showering, I was thinking about, I wonder if the people who made this list actually played a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh and if they're competent. Because it's one thing you could play Yu-Gi-Oh, but then you could just have this warped perception of the game. I've, I, I know that there are some people out there. Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but I've heard that they have input on the ban list. And their perception of the game is just so warped that it, it kind of sucks. And that's why a lot of ban lists suck. Where, you know, this one is kind of effective and you're saying that this looks like someone who actually plays, like genuinely made this list. Like granted, 
no list is going to be perfect, right? There's always going to be right. issues. Uh, I mean, that's just the world we live in. At the end of the day, never forget that Konami is a business right. and they uh-huh. do need to sell products to us and they do need to make money. So every ban list is, I think, ultimately the number one goal is for the bottom line of the business. And then secondary is the actual competitiveness of the game. And never is that reversed. Right. And not even not that, the, the competitive, machines. like us physical competitive Yu-Gi-Oh players up such a small amount of their profit margin oh especially now uh, with such a tiny little yeah now with Masvidal, like, we are dwarf it was already bad i think with the um what's the dual links thing or whatever man that was already pulling in so much money especially probably during a pandemic when they couldn't even have physical Yu-Gi-Oh anymore mm-hmm. so you can you can only imagine then like all the distribution issues they've been going through like i feel i feel like every week I look on Facebook and I see the official Yu-Gi-Oh page talking about how they're having distribution problems. And it's yeah. no fault of them. The whole world is having distribution problems, for God's sakes. So yeah. it's gotten to the point where uh, physical Yu-Gi-Oh is kind of on the back burner. And it's not. It's probably not even that big of a priority as, you know, yeah, like I the think, virtual Yu-Gi-Oh that makes a lot more. Go ahead, Kenny. I think the biggest thing physical Yu-Gi-Oh does for them is it gives them an excuse to put cards in digital Yu-Gi-Oh. Like that, like... Because the amount of money, like the return on investment that physical Yu-Gi-Oh cards brings Konami, is probably so much smaller than like Master Duel. But you got to continue to make uh, physical Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Wait, hold on, no. Put them physical in Yu-Gi-Oh is still very profitable. Yeah, I think yeah. there, there, there's, I, I would, there's, I would say so. yeah, yeah. Physical Yu-Gi-Oh is still very profitable, but competitive Yu-Gi-Oh is not. There's a right. big difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's actually people see just yeah. buying packs for no reason. And then reading a very powerful card and be like, "Wow, this is crazy!" and never playing it. Yeah, but do you where think most of their money comes from? Do you think even casual Yu-Gi-Oh? Like, I know it makes yeah. a lot of money casually. You think even casual Yu-Gi-Oh makes money comparable to like Duel Links whales? No, I don't. I don't think. I do no, not think that a- there's a world where physical Yu-Gi-Oh makes more money than the virtual Yu-Gi-Oh. I think that's just. Because it's they're selling nothing on Master Duel. <laughs> right, like, no offense, yeah. but they are selling guys. They are selling literally <laughs> nothing. It is one of guys. We could have that business for ourselves. We'd be all millionaires. Like it's yeah. you're selling actual nothing. You don't manufacture anything. Like you are selling nothing, right? And you're making money off of it. So your cost of goods sold when you manufacture something, you have a cost of goods sold of whatever your manufacturing cost is, whatever your distribution cost is. Right. And then everything else that comes after that, there's a whole bunch of shit that goes into cost associated with a physical item. When you are selling digital assets, it's like, especially when you duplicate those digital assets, like it's 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 Amazon server. You literally have nothing. Yes. Amazon is the biggest company in the world next to Apple because of AWS, Amazon web services. It's literally technically, technically it's nothing. It's, it's not, it's nothing. They're selling you nothing and it makes so much money. They charge so much for AWS to have a server is so outrageously expensive. My company, which is actually a software engineering company, uh, we use AWS every month and the invoices are outrageous. It's one of our biggest costs to get sold, like how much Amazon makes off of AWS. So I'm saying all of this to say, back to the original point, digital assets sell for so much and they take very little cost. Not not to say though that the card game is going anywhere because no. the card game is oh, so yeah. immensely I don't popular want that to be and, yeah, 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 I do course. not want that to be confused. Physical Yu-Gi-Oh yeah, yeah. is still always going to be a thing because there is a link to people actually holding the cards and then a lot of those players are the same people who will switch into play into Duel Links. 
like people or like Mastodon and stuff like they well, it's two things right like the, the one is social right i go to the store i hang out with my friends the other ones i'm bored at home and yes. you know it, it really is two different activities they fuck you the on same both game. ends they get the they get you they get you twice <laughs> <laughs> imagine making imagine making somebody pay for the card in reality and then pay for the card again to have it virtually like that is what's happening doesn't even do you that bad they at least give you a a free pack (laughs) that's true yeah yeah it's amazing imagine the gathering has been doing this for a very long time too yeah Uh, imagine gathering online and it's been i'm I'm, i imagine it's been very profitable for them to have imagine the gathering online where people buy the cards physically and then i think I and I might be misspeaking here. I, I'm probably misinformation about the spread, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think in Magic: The Gathering Online, there's some kind of code or something you can do with the physical card to kind of. I'm not going to say it gives it to you in the game, but I think it does do something. Like I think that having the physical know. card does something for you. I'm not sure though. I think I heard that yeah. something. Like promo codes for like Arena and stuff. They had like if you buy the decks, like a starter deck, you can. Like IRL, they'll give you a promo code so you can get the deck reduction. Okay. In like Arena, they yeah. they do those kinds of things. I'm so not yeah, sure uh, if they do that. Right, and Yu-Gi-Oh is early with Master Duel, so it's still an opportunity there later on down the road where they will start to do yeah. things like that. I remember one of the coolest things on like when I was a kid was like the GBA, and you were able to type in the yes, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh code, <laughs> the serial number, and it would unlock the card for you. And uh, I think you just mentioned this, right, Gleason, that uh, in the Pokemon, on the online Pokemon TCG, like, if you buy a Pokemon pack, you can put a code in and you get, yeah, you get that the pack, pack in the pack. game. Yeah. Like, you're not guaranteed to get the cars that are in the pack, but you, if you buy a physical Pokemon pack, you get that pack in the online yeah. game. The other thing the that Pokemon, I heard... Go ahead. Uh-huh. Oh, just the Pokemon online is very designed... It's designed heavily around not exploiting the very exploitable market that Pokemon <laughs> online... Yeah, because it's all kids, right? Or a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there's a lot of legal issues with making it too monetizable, so it's actually super not... Mon- they, like, took right. money. You can't spend money on that game at all. You have to, like, go onto Reddit and pay some dude to sell you Pokemon code cards that wow. he, like, bought from someone else at bulk rates out of their packs. <laughs> Otherwise, because you just can't do it, they just won't let you. The you Pokemon dark market. Okay, yeah. so... <laughs> I wanted to uh, talk about something else I heard from Steve Silverman for years and years and years is that in Magic the Gathering Online, again, this may be misinformation, so I have not looked this up at all. We are on our podcast. We do not fact check around here, okay? So whatever we're saying, if it's untrue, then guess what? Go fuck yourself. But anyway, in, in, uh, in Magic the Gathering Online, I heard that if you collect all of the cards for a set, they will mail you a physical copy of the set. What? That can't be true. Can't How be could true. that be true? In what world is that true? I'm doing do that. You, I've, you I've would. Heard, I, I've heard that's I a thing. I've heard that's no a thing. I've heard it so many times from Silverman. If, if you get, you have, to get, right you have to get all the cards for a set though. So like, whatever the new Has set Silverman is. Silverman done this. I, I feel like if anyone would have done it already, Silverman would have yeah, done Silverman's it. Silverman's doing yeah. some kind of long con. No. I mean, he's that's a it. So maybe he's done it? He's setting something up. I don't know what he's setting up, but this is too like, intentional if he said it too if, many times. If Silverman tells me that, right, but then he doesn't also tell me that, like, no, I've done it myself, then I don't believe him. That's a good point. I am about <laughs> to phone a friend. Let me see if he picks up. Hold on. Because look, go ahead. I feel like he would have done it himself by now, right? Does he still play? Because I know he played that a lot a couple years ago. I don't know if he still does. Yeah, Silverman, I don't think he really plays... I can't believe this. Yo. I can't believe this. Absolutely. All right, hold on. I found the friend. Steve, you are live on I'm Their Podcast right now. I have a quick question for you. Yo, what's good? All right. You remember how I Magic the Gathering Online? I think you said, like, if you collect all the cards for a set, they'll, like, mail you the actual set or something like that? Yeah. Is that true still? 
Yeah, but, but you can't, like, you can't what? get old sets. Like, it's just, like, they have, like, the current two or the current three for redemption. Right, but you can still do that. So if you collect all the cards at Magic the Gathering online, you actually get a physical copy of yeah, it. Yeah, a physical copy of the set. So, like, the newest set is Streets sure. of New York yeah, or whatever. It. So for, like, six what? months. Yeah, I think they give you, like, six months or, like, uh, nine months Dude, to collect the whole set. time limit. And they mail it to you. Okay, that's amazing. Thank you so much. I just told everybody on the podcast that that was a thing, but they did not. They thought I was lying or making it up. Um, it feels uh, like a lie. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does. So I might be able to get on at some point. So Oh, nice, nice, uh, nice. So I get shit up, so. All right, cool. All right, see ya. See ya. All right, I just phoned the friend. I it too. Yeah, that's totally crazy. And you Googled it? You saw it? Yeah, yeah, I see Okay, it. so that is I mean, fucking all of them amazing. Are foil in, if all of them are foil and online, the cards you get are foil in real life. So I think that is fucking wow. insane. I think this is one of the best things that they've ever done. I think that that's such a cool idea, and I think that Yu-Gi-Oh! should do that 100% for Master Duel. Um, yeah. But then I guess... The it makes Master- a lot of sense, though. The fact that it's time-limited, though, because now... Because, like, if you could just... If you had infinite time to, like, collect all the cards in a set... Then maybe send everybody a set. Yeah. yeah, the fact that it's like within a nine month period. Yeah, you're going to have like, to spend real printing money. It. Yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. spend a comparable amount of but money. But think there's about no that, though. There's a, there's incentive then to buy the yeah. cards and Magic the Gathering online instead yeah. of in real life. And I would, if I was a competitive player and I have a real job, I probably would just buy the cards online and try to get every card. Now, granted, they could just fuck you, I guess, and you just be missing one card forever. And would you get like four of each one, or would you only get one of each one? Then stop the pile. One of each one. And yeah, you probably wouldn't get any dupes, right? You'd get one of every oh, card in the set. I I imagine four of, that's so rough. Yeah, but I think that that's such a cool concept that if you collect all the cards of a set in the online game, they will. Mail They're you. removed from your Magic Online account. Oh wait, what? All Magic Online redemptions are final. Once the cards are removed from your account, the order cannot be reversed, and you will not be refunded for your redemption order. Okay, so basically, oh. you are like extracting it. From- Is it what? Is that real? Am I reading? <laughs> Okay. I, I moved away from it. I didn't want to read it. <laughs> I didn't want to read the terms and conditions, Chris. This is a bandless freaking. This is a bandless podcast. I know, right? Yeah, I know. We, but I think bandless day. It's all Yu Gi Oh, right? This is why I love bandless day. Happy bandless day, duelist. For all you listening to this, and I'm sure there's a ton of you guys because you love these. You guys love these Yu Gi Oh episodes, of course. So shout so out then to all of you. I'll take the chance to to switch the conversation. What do you guys think? Is Nutty Sandler going to do anything? No, no. Not any oh. any chance of not what did the, what was it at and what did they put it to? It was, was it? at one, yeah, and they unlimited it. And I'm I know back in the day there were all the night assailant loops. I guess in theory there still could be. Is there, but is there any deck that that has discard loops that uh night assailant can help? I don't know. I feel like its biggest application at this point would be like if you were like playing shadows and you want right. to set, yeah you want to add back actual flip monsters. Oh but yeah, like, shadows are flip monsters. I forget that because no one ever sets them. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, there was a. I think there was a point in time where that was a thing where people were running dinosaur and adding back like beast and stuff like that. Okay, they were also true. doing outstanding dog marriage so they could shuffle it back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you remember that? that was there was a period where outstanding dog marriage was the light monster. <laughs> wow. That was the light monster. The light monster that kept on giving. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, all right, we're still on a limited list here. We have Jet Synchron. What does this mean, guys? I don't know what this means at all. You guys have to tell me. Chris Lynn, Steve Gleason, let me know. I think it's cool. I mean, like, for one of Chris, Chris made when we were talking earlier, and he was like, Excel Synchro, Synchro or what's it called? Excel Jet, uh, Jet Synchron. Jet Synchron. No, the Wait, one no, Excel, Synchron. Excel Synchron. Excel yeah. Synchron is finally off the ban list. Yeah. <laughs> 
There's a level uh, five synchro that only sends jet synchro to, sound to the graveyard. That's like all it does. And it's yes. just nothing. It for... needs to be made with jet synchro. Oh my god. Oh, does it? No, one of them does. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But something right. does. Yeah, there's another one that does after jet Yeah, synchro. yeah. And it's also level five, so quick draw can't like turn into it or something. So yeah, yeah. is this going to be some Halka Fibrex nonsense? Is that what this does? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Most and... uh, it's like Dagda and uh, what's it called? That's true. You can Dagda and then you can. Um, it's also make a, make a verte or not a verte. Not a verte. Look at you. Not a verte. I need a fire. Yes. Effective immediately, Steve. Yes. Five hours ago. Effective immediately. This says. Uh, okay. What is Red Rose Dragon doing? Like, what does that mean? Uh, I think that's a really, really good preemptive hit, honestly, because I think, like, especially with a legal night coming out and uh, the adventure package is getting a huge buff, where there's tons more level sevens you can make. And Red Rose Dragon is just pro- is the best normal summon in an, any adventure deck. So for yeah. sure. Explain to me so, what's happening so, in the future. I need to know. Yeah, Red Rose uh, Dragon is a level three tuner that when you synchro summon using it, it summons another Rose Dragon from your deck. There's a Rocks Rose Dragon that's also a level three tuner that when it's summoned, you add a spell that includes Black Rose Dragon from your deck to your hand, and it can add a quick play spell that summons back one of the Rose Dragons. So it's three level three tuners immediately. Um one of the big things with the adventure package is it's hard to convert them because you don't want to give up your Griffin Rider negate. But if you synchro for Baron using the Griffin Rider and the Red Rose Dragon immediately, you continue your negate never goes away, and then you can yeah. synchro with the level four, and then you get another level three tuner, and you get two more level three tuners, and you do whatever you want. So you the can Red make Rose Dragon and then Dagger yeah, and then yeah. Scythe, and I have a Baron, and it's all protected by my negate. Yeah, wow. all of this off of a Red Rose Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's Red Rose Dragon plus uh, any adventure card. Yeah, right, yeah. right. The deck, play it, the deck I was testing for hard for them, holding physically in my hands, is three Red Rose Dragons in it right now. Yeah. It's well, gone. It's over. Get off. It's, it's over. I get like, they did that one. Yeah, that, that, that was one no one thought was. Yeah, it was not a danger at all. Red but, like, Rose, I, right to do or it. put the one. Just put the one. one. Put the one. But the consistency reduction is like yeah, yeah, enough. Yeah. 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 Because be there's two bricks with it. There's two bricks with it. So you can't, like, now I'm running one card for two bricks. It's like, a, yeah, yeah. Although it's not happening anymore. This one fully, but I think there's a chance people start running three Rocks Rose, one Red Rose. Yeah, that, that's that, possible. Yeah, that might happen. I don't want to explain why, but it is possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's a too deep of a conversation, okay. I think. Okay, to it's too, too far down the rabbit hole. Yeah. No, that's Chris's YCS deck. He doesn't want to put that's everyone true. on. You can make LP. Don't worry about it. You can make LP. you can make Fisty if you want to. All right, moving on to Performer Power Monkey Board. Now, one of the last times I played Yu-Gi-Oh, this card was at three, and it got emergency banned. It got fucking emergency banned. It got emergency banned. And it's crazy because after it got emergency banned, up until literally yesterday, I've never stopped feeling in my soul that like it was right to emergency ban <laughs> the whole time. Absolutely correct. At the time, it never would have left our decks for like as long as it was alive. Yeah. And so, even now, I. <laughs> what has happened to Yu Gi Oh! Where. Okay. Has Monkey Board been power corrupt in the last six years since it was. I don't initially? think enough because it's still banned in the OCG. Oh, I so think it has been. I think it's I think it's just power creeped enough. Like it's but just it's there. It's so close, yeah. People are gonna play this card. It's gonna get played, it's gonna top the first one. I can feel it in my bones. They nah, just, I, I don't think it'll top, but I think you'll lose to it. So, yeah, that's good enough, sure. <laughs> there's there's a card six and you'll lose to it instantly. Yeah. Let me tell you the name of a card in the new set we're getting literally Friday, this week. It's na- it's a link two named Beyond the Pendulum. We're getting a card called Beyond the Bench. I'm already scared. 
<laughs> it's, yeah. that's literally what it's called. Oh. And we get new two we get two new performer pals. And two one of them is a yeah, one of them is a plus fire that sets monkey board from your deck. Or like activates activates it, yeah. And when it's destroyed, <laughs> it's like when it's in the scale, if you destroy it, it activates monkey board from your deck. <laughs> we're getting a D draw. We're getting a D draw for we're getting a D draw for performer yeah. pals. And when OCG they, never had monkey board. When these yeah. cards, like these cards are already out, right, in OCG, and obviously they were never good in OCG, and but they didn't have monkey board. So that's yeah. like a weird thing. Like where I was just reading all the cards to see if there was anything there, like literally before this. <laughs> yeah, we can't find anything yet. I swear someone's going to find something. I think we're done looking, but someone's going to freak. You think someone's going to figure out monkey board? So Skull Call Bad Joker is at three. We have three Joker yeah, too, yeah. I was about yeah. to say that. That's yeah. what I'm It's Stratos on crack. Like that card. Yes. Was not, I remember playing that? Pencil is still crazy. Oh, yeah. like pencil is still crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. still. We can still play Ariadne. Yes. Yeah. Still play right? like, Yeah, like, theoretically, Astrograph Officer is out. Like, yeah, it's very, very, very. Is Wavering Gauze legal? Yeah. Yeah, it's. I think it's a. Thing. Yeah, okay. but that was not as. Yeah. I mean, if you play two scales and Wavering Gauze searches anything, so that's cool. That's true. Well, for the hand trap, activate monkey. <laughs> Yeah, yes. yeah, activate monkey board. Yes. Oh, that's gonna be so cool. I can't wait. Uh, all right. So, perform pop monkey board has potential. You guys are saying, what is this limit of shooting riser dragon? Does that actually do anything? We don't. Know. Uh, everyone only played one, so I'm kind of. That's the biggest thing on this list that I'm kind of confused about. Uh, is if what like that limit is seeking to accomplish is that mostly mostly people just play one of that okay and we already talked about change of heart and time seal so we will bypass those last two things let's move on to the semi-limited list unless you guys have anything else to talk about the limits nah. just the regular. There, i guess nobody knows because i don't know anything about shooting riser dragon but is there any cards coming out that people think if there's more than one this card's not fair because if you're I, saying anybody everybody only played one anyway that is interesting why they would limit it uh, I mean, the next thing after this that people are going to be looking forward to is the Splite deck and the Tier Limit deck, right? And neither of those even make Synchros. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, right now is the moment where this card would be good. Like, uh, because literally, it, it's a, like, the Adventure Token's level 4, the Red Rose, and all the tuners are level 3. Like, now is the moment to make it for this card to be good, and people are still only playing one, so. I have a quick question, yeah. uh, and I'm, I've been forgetting to ask this. So you guys have brought up this card called Illegal Knight multiple times now, and I have no idea what you're talking about. So what is Illegal Knight? Here, I got it. I got it. You know what Griffin Rider, right? I do know what Griffin Rider is. He's the guy that basically is the negate with the adventure token. Yes. So Illegal Knight is all the same effects of of Griffin Rider, where like if you control the token or nothing, you can summon it out for free. Sure. Uh, He has a quick effect if you control the token, and his quick effect is you can target. I think it targets, right? Uh, up to two cards your opponent controls, return them to the hand as a quick effect, and if you do, give them control of the illegal knight. So your opponent gets your illegal knight, and but you, you compulse two. You yeah. compulse what the? F- and it's a quick two effect? cards. It's two a quick cards. effect. Yeah, two cards. And it's dark. And it's dark. And it's and a level it's seven. Oh, that's less important. What is it being dark? Dude? It's less. It's less. It uh, be, uh, in you can fusion with it. Oh yeah. It wow. used to be that you need a dark monster to make the dark charmer link. The dark charmer to take their DPE. Yeah, it was yeah, very important. But it's, it is less important. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. fucked up. You can bounce two of their cards, give them the illegal knight, and then you just fuse with it. And then, no, and then on your oh. turn, you bounce it back with the Draco back. Yeah, and then summon and so it. Hand it I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> that only happens if they're not also playing adventure, and then they immediately use your illegal knight. And then they leave it back and forth for the rest of the game. Okay. It's yeah. very funny. It's very strong. 
it, it gives brave the brave engine has an endpoint that's more aggressive now. So you you can't you don't just like right now the brave engine if that you have like five brave engine cards you just go like Griffin Rider token pass and you pray to God that one negates good enough. Now you actually have an interaction. You can like right. actually duel them. Uh, what are the stats of a legal knight? Very high, uh, too high. I Higher than you want. Two thousand something. Two thousand, two thousand, maybe. It's not. It, like, it might be worse yeah. than that. Not yeah. He's two k, two k. Ooh, I'm really nice. I'm nice. nice. I'm I thought nice. it was twenty eight defense. Somewhere. Look at my memory. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> wow. Oh, he's a fiend. I thought he was a warrior. Uh, yeah, it's so really cool. So. so it's still like one of the weird things about this about the adventure cards, though, is that his, like his art is hot as fuck. Oh, this yeah. sword! <laughs> I just pulled it up. His sword looks crazy. He's secret rare too, so it looks really good too with the rarity. Yeah, like evil evil cloud strife. That's what his, yeah. his sword looks like. An evil Buster sword or something. It's really big. Uh, okay. Chris, I'm, go oh, sorry. No, go I want one more thing on Illegal Knight. Chris, I don't know if uh, if you feel this way, but it's still weird because the ratio of like cards that are only good when you have the token to the cards that you need to get to the token is still a little weird in yeah. Adventure. So, like, I don't know. Verte was the temperer for all. Yeah, Ven- Venture, to, yeah, Verte is the thing that fixed that. So, even though Illegal Knight is crazy, it might not, like, it probably might not, like, be, be that. Like, like, Despia is still probably just, you know, like, yeah. Like a Although I will, I do want to say, like my take, my the I read this ban list from the perspective that the person that, like you said, that the person that made this list has probably played a bunch, um, and that it like likes the game and like wants it to be fun. Um, I I feel like that is in the context of the next set that is coming out. Out of the one hundred cards in the next set, like ninety five of them are relevant. Like yeah, the they're next, all really the set, good. Yeah, the set we're getting on Friday is so outrageous. Oh, this set's coming out like, immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the set's coming out like now, and, and then Hartford's like, happening too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's you crazy. guys are going We're to every, Yeah. Oh, this We're is going to be a really in the lab. good YCS then. Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. brand new format. Yeah. Just for some context on how crazy the, this 100 card set is, one of the regular cards is in is just a trap that's not once per turn. It's just a regular trap, and it says target up to two monsters your opponent controls, banish them until the end phase. Your opponent gains a thousand life points for each. That's it. It's not once per turn or anything. Trap. It's just a normal trap. Yeah. So I mean, and and, and you get right now if you if you don't do anything, you die. Yeah. So it's banished right. too. Why too? It's, it's almost the same as like like people playing a pointer. Yes, yeah, but I like a pointer to Red Lotus. Yep. Yeah, and if and if the adventurer cards like if the tokens are good enough, you just banish the token. It's just like oh, free banish. It's like yep, yep. You don't get that back. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. It's so. We're getting like the best weather painter cards we've ever gotten. If you know anything, we're getting the best heroic challenger cards we've ever gotten. The, the predator plant cards are very good. Yeah, we're getting the best predator plant cards we've ever gotten. Well, maybe not the best. So this set good. is really good. You guys are saying this set is extremely good. Then it's like it's so, pretty good. So it's many good. Decks, which Despia, is why I think like Despia is also just very very good though. So it's it's might you might not be able to see like the impact of this set. I, I think immediately, I think but it, it is. I, uh, I think it's my applications are not as high as Chris, but still, <laughs> so I think it, is it's a, it is a good set. Yeah, somebody out there, you can do it. Win with Yada. Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. Win with Yada. Show everyone it was, it was a mistake. Nah, man. I imagine want they win with Yada, and the deck has double Night Assailant loop somewhere, and it like gets Yada <laughs> work. That shit would be <laughs> sick as fuck. Dragon somehow. <laughs> Yo, would be no. so can they at least side deck Yadagarasu? Can somebody devote one side deck spot to Yadagarasu <laughs> and top? Oh, that's like that's like. Uh, do you remember the Dino format thing where like the guy like uh, tribute summoned uh, Dark Magician? That guy to turned out to, to be. Attack. Yeah, that was Frazier. No, that guy turned out that to get banned I don't think it was. shortly after it? for cheating. Oh really? And oh man, memory. 
the Dark Magician. <laughs> the guy who tributed Dark Magician in the feature match. I'm not gonna say his name, but he got banned for cheating. And so there's only so many people it could be, right? He got banned for cheating like the next year. So just oops, oops, know. yeah. And his opponent, <laughs> drew, his opponent drew unplayable that game. Go figure. At least he used his powers to be funny. I will say. <laughs> oh God, Rue. you are chaotic evil. <laughs> chaotic evil. All right. Before we go any his, further, go he ahead. Got a laugh, dark magician. I don't want to just. His opponent drew unplayable, so he was able to tribute for dark magician, and like it, nothing his opponent did matter. It, it, the game didn't matter. It was like I could do whatever I want. I could have beat you with Archfiend Soldier this game. <laughs> so that was just adding spite to it. Like someone in that dark magician, it was a feature match. Someone in that dark magician yeah. feature match was just like spiteful. It was like I stacked you, and then I also just fucking. Like won the game where you you didn't the guy didn't do anything like his opponent did nothing like read the feature match his opponent did nothing. Heck uh, yeah, man. All right, so before we go any further, I do want to give a quick shout out to our patrons over at Patreon. If you guys don't know, uh, the Abner Podcast does have a Patreon where we have exclusive episodes that only drop on Patreon. Right, um, we also have access to our Discord server through Patreon, even at the lowest tier, which is only three dollars. You get access to the Abner Podcast Discord, and we have a ton of people in there. They talk about all types of shit, anime, video games, Yu Gi Oh. Uh, right now, I talk about Game of Thrones like a lot. Monster Hunter, which is coming out next month. We talk about that all, all the time. Pokemon, all types of shit. Cooking, food, nonsense. There's all kinds of memes that are not okay and memes that are, are okay. Uh, so if, you, if you're interested in that type of thing, check out the I'm There podcast uh, Patreon. But for the people who are already on the Patreon, there are 38 of you. And I'm going to give you guys a shout out, as I always do every episode. So without further ado, we have Connie, Austin, Leon, Quest. Garen, Xavier, Hylian, TCG Automotive, Silver Chronic, Tyree Tinsley, Dimitri Barnes, Alexander Brissett, Vinny Casello, Game for Yoshi, Alex Flamer, Gabe Marini, Andre Reynolds, CJ, Dubkdad1, Saul at Dabbers Gaming Cafe, Dan Vrabel, Dennis Milburn, Joseph Marcello, Scott Page, Red Vines, First to Home, Dalis Fernares, Tom Wadabiki, S. Dotacumba, Mitchell Niles, Midwest Gaming, William Shapiro, Dimitri Safiridis, Chips, Vince Marquette, Dallas Bailey, KJ, I don't remember this. Okay, KJ, Doc, and Ziggy. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Saul at Dabbers Gaming Cafe. He has started a little company that sells accessories, like Yu-Gi-Oh accessories and stuff. So recently, I posted on my Facebook if you guys saw it, you know, like a play mat and a deck box. And I really, I really, really like the deck box. It's like this pink deck box has this really cool art on it, and then when you open it, it has art that extends on the deck box as well. So it's a double deck box. It's really big, uh, and it comes in pink and blue. It's on his website, DankRitual.com, I believe is how you find it. So if you Google it, dankritual.com, check that out. Uh, he actually has sponsored it on their podcast. So he sent me the product for free, free of charge to my address. And I've been playing with, you know, on the mat and on the uh, using the deck box at my last Edison local. But yeah, check it out. If you want to see what it looks like, you can go on Fraser Smith Facebook profile, my profile, and see that. Uh, it, I think the quality of both of them are really nice. Somebody asked me how does the cloth feel. It feels like the rest of the cloth playmats to me. Like, I have an OG spellground, right? Like, I have the OG tan spellground. And I've pretty much owned a lot of different spellgrounds. Nothing feels quite like the OGs. But I think Yu-Gi-Oh! players don't care about that anymore. I see people use the newer spellgrounds and, like, the newer cloth playmats all the time. And they're pretty decent quality. This one is right online with those. It feels really nice. For reference, your graveyard does slide very easily. So people who like me, I like to slide my graveyard with my hand. It just feels really nice to do that. And I just like fan it out. You know what I'm talking about? So I like doing that. Uh, it does that very well. So that's kind of how I determine the quality of it. I know some of the mats are just shitty. And then like when you try to slide your, your graveyard, it they kind of get stuck and clumped together. This doesn't happen on this mat. So it's actually really good for that. But check that out. Again, it's dankritual.com. And they have sponsored me on their podcast. So I just want to throw that out there. Uh, all right. Moving right along, 
we have the semi-limits. So what is going on with the semi-limits? Dynamite, the true Draco fighter. Does this mean anything at all? Heck if I freaking know. <laughs> Not Dang. that one. I don't know what's going on with that one. I know yeah. it's. I know it matters. I just don't know. Uh, they've been unbanning and touching the Draco, the true Draco stuff, little by little. I noticed over the last couple of years, like it's just little, little tiny things. Return yeah, of Dra- Draco, Return of True Draco is deck. It yes, it's a stun like deck. It's I don't I don't know. It's one of those. It's a I like the deck a lot. It's very cool. Uh, I like the way the traps like all interact and stuff. So it's it's nice to see these cards getting uh, unbanned. Uh, it's a shame that all of like. The really cool parts of the, like the powerful parts of these deck, like masterpiece, right, is obviously too strong. Problem, right? I I would think it's too strong. That card's crazy. Yeah, it's too. Hard. Yeah, you think and masterpiece like, is too strong for current Yu-Gi-Oh? It's still. Yeah, too it's yeah, yeah. unaffected. They didn't print a new kind of card. We're still it, using it, cards. <laughs> it's still unaffected by our cards. <laughs> what are they gonna freaking? We don't we don't play with coins, Fraser. Yeah, like oh my why god, he, why do you attack me like that, Jesus? <laughs> my god. We, we still play with the cards. Best mechanic is like stand mechanic. You attack it with your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Chris oh came at me so he said we still I'm play sorry. with cards. <laughs> that didn't oh. change. Like the game is still playing oh with cards. Like of course it's still god. ridiculous. Listen, yeah. I always, okay. <laughs> for people who don't know. I, on this podcast, I speak as though the listeners may not know some things. <laughs> that way, the guests and Kenny and, and even myself, we get to explain things as though no one knows anything. Because I think that's helpful. So this is yeah. always a learning experience. But yes, the guy is really... Masterpiece is still too broken because he's unaffected by cards and we still play with cards. Yeah. <laughs> it's unaffected by the effects of course all right well i guess that this doesn't make the deck any more playable dynamite can go yeah and the other card is like card of demise that one's probably still too good like yeah like the other cards that would make that deck too good yeah like have to stay banned and it's just it's kind of sad because the deck is cool ben 10 is now at two and i saw jeff jones say that eva should be legal and ben 10 should be banned uh Uh, i have some thoughts on that one go ahead that, that are probably probably so uh, my friend group, it's very funny. My my one friend uh, got married, shot at the Don, and he quit playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And he came back and he was like, oh, I want to try playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And he picks up Drytron. And Drytron's a very combo deck, right? And he goes to the regional. That was uh, in, not in the convention center, at Oaks. Real quick, and, is this Don Schneider? Yeah, Don Schneider. Shout out to Don Schneider. Shout and out to Don. And his wondrous yeah. beard. He has a beard like yes. the guy Tormund from Game of Thrones. If you remember the Wildling at the end of Game of Thrones, that is like all over Brienne of Tarf. He has a wondrous beard, this big ass orange beard. <laughs> and that's how I remember Don Schneider. Anyway, go ahead. Yes. And he, yeah, he played Drytron and he had a great time, right? And then he comes, I come back, I, he borrowed my deck. I had the Drytron deck built and I come back and, and Brian Fan was like, yo, Steve, let me borrow the Drytron deck. I'm going to play with it. And he plays it for one local. He's like, yo, this deck is really good. And uh, like, so he plays it and then Nick Moss starts playing it and then Turner Bratton starts playing it. And all these people, like the whole friend group is all, they're all just Drytron people now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can't talk about Yu-Gi-Oh because they're just, they're dry guys. You know what I mean? Dry it's, guys. Just, it's just, it's what they over there. It's all Drytron. And so now I'm intimately familiar with Drytron because if I go to locals, I'm playing four Drytron decks yes. that day. Yes. <laughs> Which is crazy. It's like round one, I play Prime and it's just like, ah, just all Drytron. But, uh, so, it's interesting, right? But because Verte being banned is the biggest Drytron nerf ever. It's a huge nerf. Right. Like, they do not have anything 
to end on with Benton being at one. It's it's really not Benton being at one that was doing it. It's Eva being banned. With Eva being banned, uh, like they can't land on Harrow Perfection. They can't get all these fairy monsters in hand. And it's actually very funny looking at this list that the person who made this list says, I want Drytron to be playable. So they put Ben 10 to 2 as like a pity thing. It's like almost like, oh, now, now instead of making Verte and scything them, which is the standard play, right? Now it's like, well, you can still make a Herald. It's just you don't get as many fairies that it's abusable. You you just get some fairies, you know? Right, right. Yeah, you get and, a fair amount of fairies. Right, you get, a, you get some fairies. And there's still some toxic things you can do in Drytron. You can like make, uh, you can go Dagda, and you can trigger the Dagda, and you can make a Baron, and then you can use Baron to pop the Scythe, and then the standby phase, you can Baron shuffle back to summon the Scythe instantly, right? And you can protect that with a Herald, right. <laughs> which is pretty cool. But but it's very funny to me, like, looking at this, that they said Dratron should still be playable. So they put yeah. Ben 10 to 2, because I really think if Ben 10 was at 1 with this, yeah, like, Dratron would be nearly unplayable. There is a lot of that, like, that's that energy that he's talking about. It's just like they made a ban list and then they made another ban list and they gave us the second one. Yes. Yeah. They like yeah. tested one ban list and then made another. Ban so, like, a manager came down and was like, this, like, the ban list has to have these cards on it. And then some other guy was like, okay, well, what can I do? Like, yeah. the guy who actually plays Yu Gi Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, do you feel the same way about Fire Formation Tanky? Because you said that Ben 10 being put to two is kind of like a pity thing for the. The Drytron deck, the Dry yes. Guys. Um, <laughs> For the Dry Guys. I love that, by the way. Team Dry Guys. There has to, somebody needs to make, get your fucking DLD. together and be Team Dry Guys. We call it DLD. It's Don Loves Drytron, so everybody's. <laughs> DLD, huh? Everyone's playing DLD. Oh, right. Where I come from, DL means something different. But anyway, I digress. Fire Formation Tinkies at two, which search Fractal, right? Yeah. Uh, so is that yeah. what this really is doing? Is it like making Tri Brigade, I guess, has another card? Is it? It, it feels like it. It's it's a similar vein because the Verte being banned means you can't do the branded uh, Tri-Brigade things, which was, uh, yes, like pretty popular, right? Like, I think one won a regional, like not even that long ago, maybe yeah. like a month, not even. Well, I mean, Despies have been out for a month, so less than that. Ben 10 doesn't like, because Ben 10 searches Ben 10, so it, it, every time you see Ben 10, it matters. Yeah. Uh, that there's two of them. Right. The tanky is just a boost to consistency, where like the Ben 10 is a boost to uh, the ceiling. I see what you yeah, mean. Ben 10, yeah, Ben 10, it's like malicious. Like Ben 10 gets Ben 10. Yeah. And then ben 10 gets I always say malicious at three is too much. Malicious at two is unplayable. Yep. It's, yeah. it's always that. It's, it's polarizing true. like that, though, right? So like true. if malicious is at three in current Yu Gi Oh!, I think it'd be played right now. Yeah. Oh, malicious at two was already played. And there was like a Destiny Fusion combo. There's a one card Destiny Fusion combo because they made a Destiny hero that summons itself out of the graveyard if you have another Destiny hero in there. And then it puts a banished Destiny hero on top of your deck. So you could go like you send malicious and uh that destiny hero to summon dpe and it only locks you into dark heroes so you can summon back that you can summon malicious and you can summon back the other destiny hero put the malicious back and then summon it again you could do like all of this stuff you could get to plasma dpe i love that you always know all of this is what i mean you always yeah. know all this, these well, this one like this one's a little more known this one's pretty known to whom kind of, chris to, to whom to, to the hero <laughs> pavel i don't know where's pavel <laughs> Why'd you find Pavel and ask him? Oh, I hate Pavel so much. I don't even know who you're Everyone talking about. Everyone I hate. It's just, I hate someone it's, I like. It's the generic uh, lo- hero local guy. Jersey's okay. hero man. Yeah, it's Jer- Jersey's hero man. Right. Kind of sad that. Well, he's probably happy with this list, but we're going to continue with the, the semi-limits for now. So, Pot of Desires is at two. How do you guys feel about this? I don't know. I, I love it. Oh, yeah. 
I love it. This I love Pod Desires. Consistent, right? In general, yes. that's what it, that's what it's doing. It's just making decks yep. more consistent. Also, I feel like I'd be a little butthurt when my opponent draws their one Pod of Desires, but if they have, if, if it's at two, I'm not as butthurt when you open up one of the two of. Like it's like okay, that's fine. It's also, two. it's something to say that it it boosts the consistency of certain types of decks. This is like the type of deck that was playing three of everything probably wasn't doing that much unfair stuff to you, right? Versus like the type of deck that has like, oh, if I have three bricks and if I banish them, I can't do anything. That one is trying to do something yeah. horrible <laughs> yeah. to you. <laughs> Actually horrible. So it's so I you know I think Pod Desires is actually one of the cards that like reinforces decks that are kind of like. Generally, I guess, like, more fun to play against, more healthy for the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, sword, like probably... pure sword cell, you know, stuff like that. Flunderies runs this? No, they don't. Oh, shit. I only know Pot of Desires from uh, Master Duel. And every time I see a deck that plays Pot of Desires, I go, this is a degenerate deck. It's almost always Eldritch or some shit. They're going to just really? set, they're going to set skill drain. Yeah. I've, at least on Master Duel, I see, like, skill drain? usually Eldritch plays. Drain? Desires is the one that. I'm pretty sure it's the right one. Banish 10, draw 2, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 At least from my experience on Master Duel, like, they just want to see more cards so they can set four traps. <laughs> and it's always fucking Skill Drain, Imperial Order, and just, well, I don't play today. Well, we have the, I have the opposite experience. I don't know. Like, usually they yeah. play, like, uh, Prosperity to just try and dig draw for the one. Yeah, yeah. The one. So, yeah. like, in mathematically, Prosperity will find Skill Drain more often. Uh, right. Because if you're looking for one card, Prosperity looks at six cards to find it, and Desires looks at two. Listen, in my experience, I don't feel like they care what card they find. They just want two <laughs> more cards to set. Yeah. You just, they just want two more cards to fucking set. I hate Kenny so They don't much. give a fuck what they are. I hate this guy. But you can't set six cards. What are they doing? He doesn't care. This is Ozzy. He says yeah, that. He, he just wants to set more cards. That's all he wanted. They only played three monsters. He couldn't it's three care of less. the Golden Lord and fucking 38 traps. 37 <laughs> traps. Yeah. That's you're the right. deck. You're right. <laughs> All right. How do we feel about Trickstar Light Stage going to two? Wait, what was this before? I want to shout out my friend Julian Lipoff, star of the YouTube channel Big Game Home Video, because <laughs> oh, he plays Agent, and this card is Agent Support. Is yeah. that what it is? It's a fairy yeah. extender, yeah. So every Ooh. trick stars a fairy activating light stage summons like three fairies if you really wanted to. So wait, and what was this at before it was limp semi-limit? It? One, it was a one before. Oh, they they put Tri- this shit to one. Trick stars are actually a very scary set of extenders, and then the field spell automatically gets a back row every turn for free. So uh, just yes. like yeah, so it's it a very scary it, card. and then it pops it at the end, right? Yep. Yeah, that's a br- light stage. It's crazy. Light stage is a very, very good card. It searches on activation, right? And then mm-hmm. it locks a back row every turn and pops it if it's not used until the end. Like, it's just a ridiculous card. Yeah. Trick stars are the ones where they burn and gain 200, right? Or they just burn. They, they just, just burn, burn you. you. Yeah. Oh, if, if you do stuff, you get burned. Well. Yeah. But, like, just in general, like, one of them is a fairy that when you summon it, you add another trick star. And one of the trick stars, when you add it, it specials itself. And one of the trick stars is a cyber dragon, but like you're, it's only if you control no monsters you can special summon this trick star for your hand. So it's just a very good fairy extender. And agents are a new deck that there's a new agent deck with new cards that uh, has a bunch of things that just you need need you to have one more fairy on the field. So so it matters. Um, it matters. Yeah, is what you're saying it does matter. Terraforming yeah. still at one. Yeah, yeah. terraforming still one. Okay. All right. Yeah, and the agent deck is actually pretty good. Yeah, the that's interesting. Maybe this will top the next YCS because light stage is at two, terraforming is at one, set rotations at one. Yep. Mystic yep. Mine is still at three. Mm-hmm. You yep. see where I'm going with this? I yeah. sure do. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Wall of Revealing Light. How do we feel about this? I don't know. I kind of don't know. 
I had to read it. I had to read Wall of Jeez, don't tell me you're fucking born after the year 2005. <laughs> all of Pabell's hero lines or whatever. The fuck. I'm sorry. Like, is last turn like combo? Is last turn legal? No. Okay, so here's my theory. I, I said this today to uh, Gary. I said that if... Every, okay, Konami's goal, I heard this rumor years ago, that Konami's goal is to pretty much get everything off the ban list, right? Because uh, yeah. a lot of... Over time, cards become so fair. Like, look at Yadagarasu and all these... Like, Time Seal, Yadagarasu. These cards, they used to be very unfair. They're pretty fair now, if we're being honest. Like, So, their goal is to kind of remove everything from the ban list that they can, and when they can't, they errata it. I think last time is one of those cards that when it eventually comes off, it will not have the same effect. It's got to be erotic, right? Yeah, I don't, last turn is so stupid. Yeah, I don't think it'll come off the ban list without being changed. It's uh, it's funny because you brought you brought up that theory. It's like because we all said that I think when Snatch Steel got off the ban list, yeah. and we were all, all like, "Are they like going to just take everything off the ban list at some point?" Yeah, and I am. Yeah, the second they banned it, I was like, oh, I guess not. And now here we are. <laughs> like, yeah. But they've been doing later. some wild shit. Like, they unbanned Imperial Order for a long time, yeah. which I just did not see coming. I think that one got eroded, kind of, which was still not a real eroded. It but. wasn't, because every time I seen Imperial Order flip, people were sick. It was such yeah, an annoying Yeah, it was card. sick the whole time. It yeah. was never like, oh, this card's old. It's only okay now. It was always just like, oh, my God. It's for the same reason. Honestly, every time I've seen Imperial Order get flipped when it was played for the years that it was playable again, it was game. Like, it was fucking game. Yeah. And people were like droplets and they're like chain and pre order. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, why? Like, yeah. and you can't play around a one of That's what makes it so toxic. Yeah. So when they yeah. have it, they just yeah. have it and you just have to hold that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like cards like Confiscation Forceful Century. How do you bring those? Like, how do you errata that card? <laughs> that's a good point. Make like, Confiscation terrible. Forceful Century. Yeah. Just bring it back. Hand, yeah. Get rid of your hand. <laughs> trap. Bring it back. That's what they're doing with this one. <laughs> forceful Century is just like, you know, I lose the Ash Blossom. Oh, I take it out of your hand. Okay, now I play. Okay, I guess what they would do around is make them random. I guess that's fair. They just make them random, Kenny. They just be like, Force of Century says, yeah. select the random card out of your opponent's hand, put it back in the deck. It's revealed it's to both horrible. It's revealed to both players yeah. though, so it reveals it and then it puts it back. Yeah, yeah. And then you got one more. Do you still get the look at their hand? You get the look at their hand and then it's still a random card, or you oh, just that, never get the look at That would be interesting. If you looked at their hand. And then it was a random card after. Now, granted, I still don't think this card is good, but that would be interesting because I do think a lot of the times the information gained from knowing your opponent's six or five, yeah. or five actually five, yeah. The information gained is a lot of times more powerful. Like in Edison format, for example, when I trap Dushy people, sure, putting a card back is, is really good. There are a lot of games, though, where it doesn't matter what I put back. The fact that I know your exact hand, your exact six, because well, Trap is a trap, so you actually see six. But the fact that I know your exact six often is just game, because I just play my cards in a way that counters your exact setup. Nowadays, though, that would just be called by the grave with less steps. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Also, I don't know if you know this, but tournament rules got updated in a very bad way that made everyone stop playing Mind Crush. Where public yeah. information is really tricky now. If you activate Mind Crush, because it specifically doesn't say look at your opponent's hand, you just have to believe them and you don't look at I them. remember that happened years ago. I do not yeah. like that. Mind Crush is such a cool card. Such a cool card. And it's just unplayable because your opponent might cheat you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't have it. Sorry. Oh, I drew for turn. Ha It's like, <laughs> all right, cool, man. Nah, like, dude, what do you want? That's crazy. I'd be like, you have to take a picture of your hand. At this and time. then when the game's over, <laughs> you have to let me see <laughs> the picture. That's so bad. There was a point where they made people flip over their back row when they did the Inferno combo. Like, officially. Yeah. Oh, this was official. Oh, wow. Like, at YCS's, the head judge, during the tournament, like, you know, when they do round one and they start making all these announcements, they would make an announcement saying... 
And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I went to a couple of YCS where this was a fucking thing. Uh, where they would say, if you do the combo, you have to reveal your back row before the game is over. Just to make sure that you're not setting Infernity monsters or any monsters, yeah. Dark Gruff or whatever. Well, um, I didn't know people that I would remember hearing that, but maybe, yeah. yeah. You said you no, do setting, remember setting no. monsters. No, I remember no. people. I remember people setting Infernity monsters. Yeah, but I remember seeing that is the classic. That. I was told a story recently, and it was like it was like the back row got returned to the hand somehow. I forget what card affected it, but later on in that turn, like you know, like five actions later, the person whose back row got returned they activated effect Valor. Oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe okay. it took like a whole like. I just thought about something. Minute for people to realize what happened too, because it was like okay. That's savage. But I just thought about something. So I said that it was at a YCS. It's a chance. Now I think about it, because ARGs ran for a couple years. It's a chance that this was a rule at an ARG, because mm. uh, ARGs, you know, they were more like for yeah. the player, for the community. And they thought yeah. about stuff like that. Like, that's a very competitive rule to be like, yo, flip over your back row just so I know I didn't get cheated. Uh, I feel yeah. like that maybe it was at an ARG, but it could have been at a YCS. I remember being at a tournament that was actually a big tournament, you know, and I consider ARGs to be big because you had all the best players at them anyway. Um, you know, if you remember back in the day, ARGs had literally the top 10 players were playing those all the time. Like Patrick Hoban, Jeff Jones, Billy Brick, like they've all played in ARGs. I think Jeff won three ARGs. So like they were pretty competitive, but that, you know, just... Just to point out that at an, at an official or not official event uh, that had real players, the announcement was made at one point to flip over your back row just in case. How yeah. the fuck did we even get to this? Well, del- okay, we were talking Wait, about confiscation. It's wall of really revealing light. And wall of revealing light and, you oh, know, yeah. delinquent duo. Let's get back on track because I don't know. I'm, I just looked over at my other screen and I'm looking at like Nida Salad and the unlimited list. I'm like, why are we talking about setting back rows and cheating people? <laughs> like, what is going I on? The unlimited, the unlimited list is a little less to talk about, I think. Personally. Yeah, we can speak. I don't know this. if that's. So Night yeah. of Silent, we already said, we talked about this already. I don't really think it does anything, but it would be cool if somebody comes up with something. Trishula, again, same thing. Uh, this could actually do something because Steve Gleason actually did confirm that the Brandon Despia deck basically doesn't really play hand traps. Uh-huh. And if somebody comes up with a turn one deck that just like loops your hand away, which is very possible, uh, yeah. that would be annoying and then everyone will have to side deck for it. So maybe you should side something for that going into Hartford. Oh, at Philly Regional last weekend, I got hand. No, the weekend before last weekend, I got hand looped. Someone hand looped me. With what? <laughs> With uh, he went he start he sum- normal summoned a Aqua Dolphin Neo Spacing Aqua Dolphin got a card out of my hand special summon Psychic Wielder made Cherubini sent a Phantom Knight started playing Phantom Knights then he like instead of making uh Dagda and Scythe with his extra Phantom Knight monsters he made a Sold sent three Eco Spell summoned another uh, Dolphin got another card out of my hand banished both Dolphins for uh Phoenix Blade and then overlay for Levier brought back a Dolphin discarded the Phoenix Blade got another card in my hand he was like I could do this two more times and I was like all right well fine you know good job so he was just like, spamming, I'll kill myself he was spamming Aqua Dolphin yeah he yeah. just Aqua Dolphin five times he he was like I could make a Nightmare Unicorn and shuffle back my Levier and do it again and I was like oh my god here we go here we freaking <laughs> here's the how end many of times Chris. did you see him do that because you just remembered the whole play. Was that your yeah, only, like... Yeah, it was awesome. I was like, I'm memorizing Chris, this. And then Chris freaking, is a scary person. 
round two, uh, I found David Mendoza and I was like walking around talking. I told David Mendoza this story and he was like, oh, wait. And he, he like asked me to show him the, the like the pairings to see who I played against. And he also got Aqua Dolphin round two. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we both got Aqua Dolphin back to back. So, shout, like, to David, right. shout out to David Mendoza, another Philly YCS champion. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he's the guy that won with the uh, Grand Maju deck. Oh. Danger. Yeah, he won back. It was Grand Maju, it right? Was, yeah, Grand Maju Danger. It was YCS uh, Niagara. Yeah. Niagara Falls. He's playing uh, Super Polys. 2018, maybe? 19, I feel. 19? Like. I think it was yeah. 19, but it might have been. Was a, that was a fun Ping one. won one, and then Dave Mendoza won one. They're both Philly natives. Yep. So there was a period where like Philly was just going out there and creaming these YCSs. But uh, mm-hmm. all right. So Trishula, Knight of Sandland, Solomon Great, Mirage, Thalio. Uh, how do you, I, I don't really have much experience with this deck. I know at one point all of its cards were at three and all, people always said that it was just like Fire Fist and not ever, yeah. the, it was never the best deck basically. Um, I well, have to I, believe I, that that's well, never the best deck. I don't know. I have so, some thoughts on that for various reasons. <laughs> all right. I'm going to say this and then you guys correct me if I'm wrong. So at one point when this deck was out, uh, the Goki deck was also out and then after the Goki deck, Sky Striker was also just like had all of its cards. And, yes. And then Thunder Dragon also at one point yeah. ruled the game for a while. It was immediately after. Yeah. So like I don't know if there was ever a time when Solomon Great was the, the best deck. And that's what I'm talking about. I to. played it at YCS Dusseldorf and I got top there too. But whatever. And it was I would say at that event it might have been the best. And it was only because Goki had just gotten Hit on the ban list. Yeah. Topologic, what's it called? I think. Gumbler? Gumbler? Yeah, something wasn't out. So, like, so like Goki wasn't like that great. So, most like, and the starter deck had just came out. Yeah. Uh, but who won? It was. Yeah, what won? Not that that matters. It was but... the. I know Din Kabui got third with the Orcus deck that was doing, uh, what's it called on your turn? Uh, as a thought on your turn. But the Solomon Great one? No, it was Orcus. Right, so no, it did not. It did not. No, it got like it got thirty something out of like like the representation I'm top kidding. cut was above fifty percent. That's I'm, all. I'm, I'm also kidding, but yes, yes, that's 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 my only point. Okay. And also, I like that deck a lot. And also, Mirage Dio to three does not mean anything because yeah, most I people think, only yeah, play one and maybe two. Okay. So it's really just a frivolous, you know, remove it from the ban list. So what about the Solomon Great Circle though? That one matters. It's a, it matters, yeah. It's a boost of consistency, but uh, like at this point, Solomon Great is so power crept that. Yeah, that's crazy. Solomon Great is power crept out the game. I also want to say during Thunder Dragon format, somewhere in the middle, there is a Salaman Great combo that. There is a very good Salaman Great combo that does a lot. It's all Chris Lindak. He summons like four cybers, like monsters you've never heard of. Yeah, and then take a, you like shuffle. Remember that like dragon? It's that dragon that can't be tributed or targeted, and then you like tribute a monster and look at your take a card, random card from your opponent's hand, and shuffle it back into their deck. Yeah, you did all bullshit with that deck. I swear, yeah, I know what you were doing, but it was, it was just so ridiculous. Awesome. And it was so strong, it was so consistent. I remember there was I, there was a game where I had like one minute on the clock, and the guy said, "Kill me with Salamangrate," and I put eight thousand damage on the board in five seconds. Wow, it's that deck was crazy. All right, so Hero Lives is at three, which kind of got me a little excited, only because I know that by itself, a Hero Lives can do a crazy-ass board. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I assume that maybe... I heard that it's not really that good 
I don't know. A hero lives is still not once per turn, right? If I do, I remember that correctly. It's still just not once per you turn. You have to control no monsters, right? Isn't that what that yeah. Is? So yeah. it's just if you get Ash, you just play another one. You can only yeah, play. but that doesn't solve. Like the issue with the hero deck is still that you're not putting up like an actual solid negate. Your best thing that yeah. you can do is the Dark Law and the DPE. And like, granted, Dark Law is still ridiculous, and it has its moments when it's really crazy in the format. But the issue is that like, no solid negate mean basically means your opponent can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you're not playing a real deck. What about that one guy? Is he? Do people play um? I think he's like three thousand attack, and he can like quick effect Raigeki, and he's like unaffected by oh malicious malicious bane evil hero yeah. malicious bane. Do they I don't think that's him? a quick effect. It's I think sometimes it is, or am I just wrong? It's just never a quick effect. Actually, you're right. Uh, I thought for some reason I thought there was some <laughs> way they could quick effect Raigeki, but I guess not. Well, okay. To be fair. Quick Effect Rageki is so common now. There's fucking Zeus. Yeah. Butler. And there's Battle Butler from the Prank Kids. I've been seeing yeah. Quick Effect Rageki. Actually, I've been seeing Quick Effect more than Rageki. Like, because <laughs> they, they get rid of everything. Like, Zeus and fucking yeah. Battle Butler. Well, Battle Butler is his monsters. But yes, Zeus is like your whole field. Like, everything. Be gone. Right? He clears everything. So Zeus is a fake card. Zeus is just a fake card, man. Yeah. Does Scapegoat at three do anything for anyone? I was going to no. ask that, too. Does Scapegoat mean anything? It might. Honestly, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, Y'all there's a lot of yeah. I think I'm, we might. Well, can you can you you can't link summon with tokens, right? You oh, you totally can. can. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Okay. Link well, summoning with tokens is wait, like fifty percent of the ban list. Yeah, yeah. Kenny, yeah, I was gonna say, Kenny. Most of the ban list is actually tokens. Yeah. that. I don't. Oh, I remember there was... No more dandelion. No more gofu. I can't remember what the rule was. I don't know. There was a some rule. I don't remember. Uh, O-line it, we it, talked some, about. O-line some tokens, link right? monsters. Some link monsters just say like except. Yeah, Link Ross says I they think, can't be. Yeah, I think with. I was just thinking about that. I think there was a yeah. couple times where I read a link monster and it said that, and then in yeah. my head I was like, "Well, this guy's broken. Why can't I use a token with him?" And then well, I got yeah, now yeah. you know. Anyway, yeah. But when you Scape can't go- use a token, you just make Link Spider and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Link Spider is so good. Like when you look at yeah. that card, like if you're not good at Yu-Gi-Oh, and I'm not saying I'm good, but there's a certain level of Yu-Gi-Oh where if you don't reach that level, you look at something like Link Spider and you're like, why would I ever make this card? And then you reach yeah. a certain level and you're like, this card's broken. Yeah. <laughs> Link Spider's a weird one. And it's one of the it's, first ones. It's so weird how early it was. It's just, you know, Scapegoat is such a nuts card to resolve. If it resolves, you get a trillion cards on your That's turn. True. Like, yeah. it, it really is so many. So the issue is still crazy. Yes. The well, issue it was on is, the ban list in the first place for this reason. Right. The issue is finding a format where you didn't need that card during their turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Like, because because you need every card at every stage in the game now. Yeah. yeah. So if if the format slows down enough, like, this card could get banned again, I feel. But it, it, it's really such a situation thing. It seems really difficult. But, like, I think this is something I really strongly believe is that for like since but even a little bit before covid we've been playing like tier 2 Yu-Gi-Oh over and over cuz like there's like something to be said about what a tier 1 deck in Yu-Gi-Oh actually is where like when Zoo came out when Mermail came out like when Necros came out like when the game just like shifts completely away from everything we've ever known and that hasn't happened in a long time and it feels like Dimension Force is like the first time that's happened and this ban list feels like a very good like welcome to that returning to me cuz like we're gonna Dimension Force is going to make a bunch of new decks come out that's Power of the Elements is going to make a a bunch of new decks. What's come the out. name of the set coming out Friday? Uh, Dimension Force. Okay, so Dimension I'd, Forces. I do like that. Uh, this is like a f- almost a reset, not a complete reset because the Despia deck that has already been doing well will go into the next format 
doing well still. But I do like that this is going to be a very innovative time. Hopefully, hopefully it's not just fucking Brandon Despia still winning every YCS because then that's just not. That means this list didn't really do anything. Like if that if it if it Hartford is won by Brandon Despia like a mirror match in top like top two just a mirror match. Yeah, uh, that's gonna suck. I think that's gonna like hurt a lot of people's spirit, and it's gonna be like, damn, you basically got rid of all these other decks, and now we're all forced to play this. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I'm hoping, mm-hmm. but it is interesting because the last time I remember a ban list that had this many cards on it, it's been a long time. The one that I can recall when I played was 2013 Dragon Rulers when they banned they banned 15 cards. Yeah, all yeah. the babies, spell book of judgment, super Rejuven- like they just went. Ham. That, was a, that was such a fun. Day. They that was went ham on the band. Monster reborn, so awesome. like they they banned fifty shadows. They banned fifteen cards. Like fifteen cards got banned. Fifteen cards got limited to one. Like all these cards, semi limits, all this stuff got unlimited. It was it was a crazy list. And then what ended up coming from it was a little innovation. But Dragon Rulers just still went ended up being the best deck. Like we just, <laughs> we just played Dragon Rulers. You know what I mean? We just that's played true. Dragon Rulers like for the next yeah, true. whatever. It's possible that if when did you say the next YCS is? It's pretty soon, right? Next week. It's next week. Two weeks. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. possible yeah. that by the time the next YCS happens, maybe it'll still be branded Despia just because maybe people haven't had enough time. That's true. That's but, very true. But still in this format, you know, a couple months down the road, then something comes up and is able to Yeah. Well so I just to give a roadmap of how I what I what is coming out and how I think it's going to affect it. After Dimension Morse comes out, it, it is whatever. We might still be seeing branded Despia decks. Uh, after that, there is like a hidden arsenal type set in between the two. This set and the next one that comes out with Mist Rune in it. That deck is very wacky. Oh, you were talking about Mist Rune, I think the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Mist Rune hurts me inside. I think it will cause something to happen. But in the OCG, by the time Power of the Elements comes out, uh, Despia is actually gone in the OCG. Uh, it just, just vanishes. Power of the Elements erases everything with its massive presence. And then after Power of the Elements, a set comes out. The set after that is called Darkwing Blast. And if you can imagine what the best, what deck they're making in a set called Darkwing Blast, it's like <laughs> the eight best Blackwing cards you've ever seen in your life. I read all of them. Awesome. And I, yeah, it's awesome. I laughed. I said, imagine there was this one card. I said, imagine this shit in Edison format. It was so yeah. <laughs> ridiculous because Edison format Synchro has something with your deck. Yes, yeah. that's literally what. There were so many ridiculous cards <laughs> for Black Wings. Now, granted, I was like, in current Yu-Gi-Oh, these cards are tr- kind of trash, but like, in, I think it's not actually in Edison format. They were they would be tier zero. Like, it would just be tier yeah. zero. I think the Black Wing deck becomes tier one ish tier one ish at least even right now there's a there's a weird thing basically there's a blackwing monster that's level six you can banish if you control the monsters you can banish a blackwing monster in your hand other than this card and then activate black whirlwind directly out of your deck and then normal summon it and it's 1600 attack and the normal summon is not your regular normal summon it's an additional god this is so much that's just a regular that's just a card that that deck has and it's like that card it's very weird but i bought 80 of them regardless of the fact that i bought 80 of them as soon as i read those blackwing cards Oh, oh, now it's 80, yeah. 80 hyperbole I, or did you buy 80 i have 80 of them in my hands but i think black wings are going to be good enough i think they're just gonna be good enough i don't know if they're would, gonna be the best deck but it would be cool to are. see black wings top in yeah, the Ed Ed when they when he puts his money where his mouth is all right that's, that's good the, yeah don't just say i, don't I just believe say it. you can't just say shit. shit you just gotta you gotta put black money on it get to very good positions they get to very very good they have like a they have a towers that they can make very easily they get i like the hand trap one that one's cool yeah, I like that more more decks are getting more hand traps. Like I think Mercurier is a cool way of variating like the interactions that decks put up, so that like different cards always have to account for different things. Is variating a word? 
Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. You knew what I meant, right? I know exactly <laughs> I was, what you I know exactly what you meant. I was just being an asshole. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that we are all good now. Uh that is the entire ban list. We even Chris even was nice enough to give us a roadmap of where the game is going to go. I believe. I love you guys. Shout out to Chris Lynn and Steve Gleason for coming on I'm their podcast. Uh this is Thank this you. was fun. I actually think that we might turn this to a thing in the future. And just have you guys be our, you know, correspondents for the band list day. <laughs> the like war this, correspondents on the ground. Yeah, yeah. This, this, yeah exactly. Because you guys are in the field. Like, you're, you guys are right now, there's a hurricane behind you. And, like, your fucking coats are blowing. <laughs> and your umbrella's being pulled away. And you're, like, on the ground communicating with me and Kenny, who are just safely in our warm homes. Uh, and we're boomers. Meanwhile, we're we flying to YCSs and losing. <laughs> 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 I don't know what is going on in current Yu-Gi-Oh! Really, so I need people like you to come in and just let us know the the four one one. Give us the four one one. Before we go, Chris and I don't remember if you said said any, uh, Steve. Are you guys? Do you guys think you're going to play Change of Heart? Both I of think Chris, said, you said side, they signed it. Yeah, we, we're both yeah, signing yeah. it at least. I think. Yeah, I like because I mean, mind control is limited, right? Would you play three mind control if you could? Do you know what I mean? Like and now, it's always going to be would you play Change of Heart and then the mind control? It's like yeah, wait, yeah. is mind control limited right now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Run so so yeah, it's I mean, not I, it's like if yeah. mind control is good, change of heart is good. I, I like I just, it'll always have a place for sure. I just want to end this by I st- I want people to make sure they still put respect on change of heart's name. Because like, <laughs> I did I did see people saying like change of heart. Whereas like I do think Yada's not as good as it used to be. I, I think change of heart is still change of heart. I don't understand how they can think that. When they put Snatch Deal at one, everyone played it immediately, became a problem, and immediately got banned again. And this is not that different of a card. Yeah, like why it's, how it's, can anyone remember that and be like, oh, change of heart's not that good? It's like, no, it is that good. You're insane. Well, you can I mean, mind control just got limited. It's like you remember how ridiculous like mind control take that. It's like, okay. Uh yeah. mind control <laughs> take that, and you're like, are you kidding me? All right, make a link monster with your two monsters. It's like, oh my god. Like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> I do like that you can just immediately go change a heart attack. Like, cause like you get your battle yeah. phase. And I think that, I think it's understated how important the battle phase can be going second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's pretty understated. Like I can clear some of your negates, right. By just going brain control that can either get negated. Right. Cause you can just negate change a heart. Uh, so that baits out, you know, it's like any other card that baits out a negate at that point. And if you don't negate it for whatever reason, uh, did not just attack over your other guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it gives you yeah. things to do. So this is again speaking from the mindset of somebody who does not play currently at all. I have no idea. I know a lot of you people do not play ta- t- uh, tactics talent, triple tactics talent. So you know we'll see though. They are not the same card. Like ta- yeah, yeah. No, but I, you're right. I mean, like I don't mean to insult dual links, but from the perspective of designing a version of Yugo that works on a phone and requires a little less skill and 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 like thinking, taking the main phase tool away is is gigantic for for making the game yeah. easier. Main phase and- two you. A lot it's of games not. are one in main phase two. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of games are one in main phase two. So, I mean, Panker Co- Tops is limited for that same reason, right? Like, it's crazy to just Pank- go summon Pank- attack. Fucking Pank. <laughs> yeah. right? He's like, the summon shit. attack. It's 2,600. This is gigantic. Like, yeah. do something to it. Yeah. It's crazy. And, like, change your heart can work in the same way. Panker Tops and Cyber Dragon do the same thing in, in their respective formats. Right. Kind of. So, it's like, here it is. No, not entirely. Yeah. Look at him. He's big. Yep. So all right well thank you guys so much uh, if you have anything you want to, guys want to shout out feel free to do so the floor is open uh, yeah i mean shout i want to shout out, out react i got this good friend named hey. Chris Lynn. <laughs> he's making a board game called react yeah just you know i don't know if you guys ever heard of it but it's pretty cool Steve, anyway, ahead, my bad. <laughs> yeah i mean uh we're only able to do this because we're able to travel with so many friends you know so like shout out to all 
friends and stuff in Jersey. You got Turner, Nick, Brian, all them. And Prod- 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 Prodigy Games in Lindenwald. It's a new local. David with- Barnes, shout out to him. Dave Barnes, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so. I uh, I I know all those people. Uh, obviously, people listen to the podcast. You may not know, but yeah, we have a whole Jersey crew. So shout out to the whole Jersey crew. I just call you guys the Jersey crew. I've been calling you guys the Jersey crew for twenty years. Um, <laughs> yeah, shout out to all of you guys. This was really fun. I really enjoyed being able to talk about some Boomer Yu Gi Oh, like Yadagarasu. I played when Yadagarasu was legal. Damn. That's crazy. Like I, I miss that format. I was a dual. So just if you guys don't know my age, I played during Yadagarasu. Now, granted, I was a kid and I was terrible, but I owned a Yadagarasu and I, I, I Yada locked people, adults, and it was really fun. <laughs> I have been Yada locked by Steve Silverman. Steve Whoa. Silverman has Yada locked me. That's broken. I used to get Yada locked at locals as a little kid. They would do CED, Call the Haunted, Sangin, and then Normal Summon Yada. And I'd be like, are you kidding? What do you mean I can't draw? I don't understand. I've lost. Thanks, Steve. (laughs) One of the funniest things about Yada locking someone is uh, back in the day, in 04, when I used to do it, People would not scoop for whatever reason, right? Like, oh, no, they, shit, you're going to deck out. So I would play people, and they would have attack. like they would have like three or four cards in their hand, and I like I attack them with Yada until they can draw because they reach for their deck and meet like I'm like go and I put the Yada back in my hand. They go for their deck. I'm like, oh, you can't draw, and they're like, wait, what? And then I give them Yada. They read it, of course, and then they go and you know trigger warning. They go, that's gay. <laughs> and this is a, this is 04. This is 04. They go, that's gay. And then they look at their hand and they say pass. And then I get confused because the little 12-year-old, 13-year-old me would immediately think to myself, if you didn't put a card on the field and you didn't make a play, I'm gonna do the exact same thing. So it takes a, there's like a there's like a period of realization for them where you go draw, summon it again, attack. And they're like, All right, what am I at? And I'm like, You're at 76. I attacked you with this twice. So you're 76 and I'll put it back in my hand and they can't draw. They look at their hand again and they're like, all right, well, you can't kill me. And I'm like, okay, let me explain something. I am, <laughs> I am going to do this until I draw a light and a dark monster and have seven cards in my hand. When I get the seven cards, I'm going to be forced to discard a card. I'm going to discard a light one turn. I'm going to discard a dark one turn. And then I'm going to summon chaos Emperor dragon. And I'm going to be attacking you for 3,200 every turn. And the game is going to end before I deck out. Cause I know you think, that I'll deck out before I attack you with this monster <laughs> 40 times. That's never going to happen. And then they're like, we'll do it then. But it might. Yeah, they're like, we'll do it then. And I'm like, okay. And then eventually I draw BLS or Chaos Emperor Dragon or both. And I discard Light and Dark on my end phase when my hand gets too big. And then I'm like, draw for turn, something you know nothing about. Summon Yada, attack. Builds <laughs> to my hand, discard a shore priest. Go. Draw for turn, something you still know nothing about. Attack with Yada, discard Breaker the Magical Warrior, pass. Draw for turn, summon Yada, summon BLS, 32. So that was back then. That was a really fun time for me. I've always enjoyed being kind of an asshole when I play Yu-Gi-Oh!, uh, like I said, I used to play Frog FTK, and uh, I would win game one and then game two when my opponent is side decking. I would tell them, you win game two. I'm just going to go first again. So things like that have always given me joy to not let people play. I think it's fun. But Even if you never drew BLS or something, for whatever reason, like it's not like you're not going to... like. Maybe, what if I don't summon Yada one turn? Okay, I summon DD Warrior Lady. Like you, now you got to turn the draw. But like, are you really going to do anything with that turn? Nah, because like at that time, you remember Monster Born was legal, Premature Barrel was legal, Call and Home was legal. You're going to summon another monster at some point, and they're just being yeah. they were just being a ridiculous yeah, yeah. thing. Because like people were just stubborn, but especially in 04, like the knowledge 
YouTube wasn't really a thing like that. Well, so. yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! still early. I'm surprised there were adults in the game. I'm surprised there were adults that decided to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, there were a lot of oh, Gus, Gus played. Lot. Gus, when I first yeah. played Yu-Gi-Oh!, Gus was one of my first opponents. Like, he was one of my... Really? Yeah, Gus is one of my earliest opponents, and he's 10 years wow. older than me, so I think he's 10 years on a dot. Like, wow. So, when I, if I was 12, he was 22. That's if I broke. was 13, he was 23. So, yeah, Gus... Just for example, yeah, right? Like he's not old. he's not the only one. Mm-hmm. Not the only yeah, one. I remember when I was playing at AU when I was super young, there was this couple that would go there that were, they were married. And uh I remember they they were like they had a tattoo of their ring on their ring finger and I like instead that. of like having a ring, yeah. they had like a tattoo of a ring. I think that's and then they would man. they would go there with their uh with their kid. And but like the the husband and the wife both played Yu-Gi-Oh and the kid played Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. That's actually so, cool. A whole family that plays Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Honestly, if I had a kid, I would, I would, I would do that. Like I would. Do yeah. That. Train, train him to be the dragon duelist. Yeah. Mm. The best dragon duelist that ever lived. And then the Rocky music can play. I would name if it was a girl. I would name her. I would name when they want to play sports. If, if it was a girl, I would name her Daenerys Targaryen. Jesus Christ! The whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It's the exact opposite. It's like you raised them playing Yu-Gi-Oh, but I just want to play football, Dad. It's like. <laughs> No, 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 no. See, I know, no, no, no. These ultra these <laughs> the idea of ultra my act. kid trying to play football is hilarious because they're on their own. Dude, I, I do miss old Yu-Gi-Oh! where you would go to a local. I This happened. I remember a kid had the head of Exodia in his deck, but like just the head. <laughs> I remember that too. And it would be unsleeved. It was unsleeved, right? It was always unsleeved. Like, yeah, man, that's it, it was it was first edition and it was unsleeved and it was mangled. It was, unsleeved. It was fucking no, mangled. This kid, this kid's exodia, it was not mangled. I remember it wasn't mangled because I just remember it wasn't. Well, mangled, I'm just saying, I had I had a kid at my local that also had a head of exodia, first edition, ultra rare, legend of blue eyes, and that shit was dicked on. I just know that kid got juiced out of that exodia. That's all I'm gonna say. He got oh, juiced, for sure. So. I mean, that exodia, I, I think a first edition. Legend of Blue Eyes Ultra Rare Exodia Head is probably worth a thousand dollars, if not more now, depending on the grading of it. Mm. But that's you get for you. Anyways, this is like the post podcast podcast that we're doing. <laughs> so you guys have stuck around to this point. Shout out to you. But anyway, we're ending this here. Uh, as always, yeah. say, do the things that make you happy, including yada locking people. Goodbye. Good night.